<laughs> Pot of gold. Ah. Can you feel it? Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Ramble by the River. I'm your host, Jeff Nesbitt, and we have a lovely show for you today. It is February 14th, 2022, Valentine's Day. I hope wherever you are right now, you're feeling the love. I hope that whoever you've got with you by your side is holding you close and you're really just feeling that connection because that's what it's all about. It's not about the candy and the jewelry and, you know, the gifts, elaborate romantic gestures. They're great. We love those too. But what it's really about is just that feeling of connection. Right? That feeling of being close to another human being and knowing that they care about you and you care about them. That's what it's all about. So forget about Hallmark and forget about the expectations of what everybody thinks you should do and how much you should spend and just focus on being in love. And if you don't have a person that you can direct that to, focus on just being in love with the world, being in love with creation. Love is important. Love is one of the only good forces in this universe that can just cause drastic change. And really, I think we all know it to be true. Love is the only thing that is gonna balance out all the hate. It's the only thing. I know that's so cliche. It's almost annoying to say it. I feel like I wanna slap myself for saying it, but it's the fucking truth. And I know it. There's nothing that's gonna beat hate except for love. So let's all just love being here. Let's just love being on this planet at this time, in this moment. Because it doesn't get any better than this. This has become one of my favorite episodes because it's just raw. It shows the dark side, the light side, the hard side, the easy side of our relationship. Of who is Jeff and Melissa Nesbitt? What are they? Who are they as a couple? And I think you really get a good idea of that by listening to this. So I hope you guys enjoy it. I feel like we really just put ourselves out there and it's it turned out great. So I, I had fun with it. I hope you guys like listening to it. I want to do a special shout out to Jake Nesbitt, the newest member of our Patreon group, the Royal Ramblers. Jake is getting a free shirt in the mail from Ramble by the River very soon. By the way, he's my brother, as you probably figured out, because he's got the same last name as me. And also he's been a guest on the show and I talk about him all the time. We really appreciate Mr. Nesbitt coming on board. Royal Ramblers love to have more Royal Ramblers in the mix. It's great. So if you're not aware already, the Patreon is where we have our paid subscription services. So if you want to support the show and you want to get a few extra perks, including a free t-shirt and, you know, exclusive bonus episodes you can't find anywhere else, behind the scenes stuff, and really just, it's the inner circle. So if, if you feel like you're intimately involved with this show, if you want to be a part of it, then you go to patreon.com slash ramble by the river and pick a subscription tier. We I lowered it down to two. We used to have three, but it seemed like it was superfluous to have a third. So now it's just a $3.99 tier, which is like the ramble dabblers. You get pretty much all the same perks with that one as you do with the Royal Ramblers, with the exception of the free t-shirt and a few other things. But for the most part, you still get the bonus episodes. You still get the behind the scenes stuff and you still get the personal messages. And we haven't done any Q&As because to be completely honest, people don't seem to have that many questions for me. 
But if we ever did, um, I, I would do that for sure. That's something that we can do. There, there's lots of opportunities on Patreon. So you can sign up by going to ramblebytheriver.com and clicking the link or patreon.com slash ramblebytheriver. Both routes will get you there. And yeah, so if you want to support the show, that's a great way to do it. I want to give a big thank you to our guest from last week, Hannah Bolden. She was a great sport, and we really had a fun time doing that episode. If you missed it, you can find it at ramblebytheriver.com. You can always find our newest episode there, as well as links to the entire Ramble by the River catalog. What are people saying about it? I've had a ton of people just reaching out to me and telling me that they thought Hannah was hilarious. And so I got one little blurb here. Somebody sent Melissa a message and said, Melissa, I love listening to you and Jeff go back and forth on his podcast. That's from Elise O. Shout out, Elise. Thank you for the the kind words. And I agree, Elise. I'd have to say I agree. I think that me and Melissa have great banter. And because of that, I was like, oh, you know what? Elise has got a lot of good points there. I think that I should do a little bit extra Melissa banter for this next episode. So we decided to come out here and record a little bit. And, you know, before I knew it, we had two hours in and we made a whole episode. And I was hoping that would happen when I started, but I didn't get my hopes up and I didn't want to put too much pressure on Melissa about it. But this episode is pretty organic. It came out of uh, us just trying to record a little segment about the about the Valentine's Day quiz. And that just kind of blossomed into this whole podcast and it turned into a, a kind of a beautiful snapshot of who we are. So I hope you guys can get something out of it. Anyway, the, the last episode with Hannah Bolden, for me, I thought it was hilarious. I think while I was editing, I had more laughs per minute than any other episode. And it wasn't even full of jokes or anything. It was just funny. We have good banter and it was just a good time. So you feel that. It comes through in the recording. And I feel like if once you hear it, you're like, oh, yeah, I feel like I'm in the room and I'm glad to be there. It's a fun place to hang out. So one more time, if you haven't heard that one already, it's at ramblebytheriver.com. News and current events. I'm going to make this quick this time because I don't feel like doing a whole bunch of news. I haven't been watching the news. I've been just trying to live my life. You know, I don't feel like being constantly bombarded with fear tactics. So I don't watch a whole lot of the news. I usually just specifically look up news stories for this segment. This time, I didn't have time. Busy with my life. You know how it is. So I didn't do a lot of news reading. But I have been watching the Winter Olympics in Beijing, which is really exciting. I mean, I don't know about really exciting, but it's... I've been watching the the Winter Olympics in Beijing, and it is mildly exciting. The United States is not killing it, per se. We're not doing bad. We've got some gold medals, but there are some countries who are, are, you know, making us their bitch. Let's take a look. We got an article here from NBC5 Chicago that says, 2022 Olympic medal count. Here's the latest ranking and where Team USA currently stands. This is as of Sunday, February 13th, 2022. Team USA has been shut out of the medals for most of Sunday in Beijing, but Aaron Jackson struck like a lightning bolt and brought home a gold medal with a thrilling performance in women's speed skating. Jackson, who finished 24th place in the 2018 Olympics in the 500-meter event, captured gold on Sunday, edging out Japan's Miho Tagaki by eight one-hundredths of a second. That's not a lot of one-hundredths of a second. Over 300 medals will be awarded to Olympians participating in the 2022 Winter Games, with 15 sports and 109 events, ranging from skiing to bobsledding to figure skating. The United States came to Beijing with the second most Winter Olympic medals, with 305. Here are the top nations so far. At the time of this recording, Norway is in first place with nine golds, five silvers, seven bronze, for a total of 21 medals. Germany is in second place, with 14 medals. The United States is in third place, tied for third place with the Netherlands and a medal count of 12. Fifth place is Sweden with 11. Um, 
You know what? I can't do this. I don't care about the fucking Olympics. I'm only doing this because my wife wanted me to. She's very into the Olympics, and I've watched it with her and enjoyed it quite a lot. But to be honest with you, I was just pretending because I wanted to get in her pants. I don't care about sports. Ooh. I hate to say that publicly because so many people are so emotionally invested in sports and it makes me seem like I, I'm inhuman or something, but I just don't care. I can't make myself care. I don't care about the Super Bowl. I don't care about baseball. I don't care about sports. I don't care. This isn't worth my, my energy to try to make sense of all this. I don't give a fuck. I'm glad it exists. I'm glad people are enjoying it. I think it's very helpful, but it's not my thing. I'm out. If you want to look up some shit about the Olympics, find a different podcast. Melissa, I'm sorry. On a related note, though, I want to give a big thank you to my guest from the podcast yesterday, which has not come out yet. Casey Venus, real stand-up dude, great podcaster. He came by yesterday, we did a podcast, and he left me a gift, which, I mean, this may be confusing because I just ranted about how I don't give a fuck about sports, but he left me a baseball card. It's an Edgar Martinez Mariners card that is signed by Edgar Martinez himself. That's a hell of a gift. I'm really, really just kind of blown away by the generosity, and it's it's touching. I, I've had other guests bring me gifts, and every time it's really, it's very special to me. But this one's cool because it's, you know, it's got a monetary value. I can, I can see directly on the internet how much Casey cares about me. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of Casey Venus, and I have a young boy in my life who is obsessed with baseball, and he loves the Mariners. It's all he thinks about. Baseball, basketball, baseball, basketball. He's obsessed. And so I'm super excited to give him this card or at the very least let him look at it and then hold on to it because it's worth some money. And uh, it's pretty special to me, even though I just got it. I'm quite attached to it. I'm a confusing man. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm that guy who doesn't give a fuck about sports but really loves this baseball card. I'm that guy who does not play video games, but still reads video game magazines just to look at the new technology. You know, I'm that guy. I'm a contradiction. I don't mean anything against anybody who loves sports. I grew up playing sports. I value sports very much. But as far as time I'm willing to invest in sports today, at this point in my life, very few minutes. Very few. As a spectator, zero. I'm really only willing to watch sports if one of my kids is playing. And even then... You know, it, I, I, my kids are great. But. Anyway, yeah, so don't get it twisted. I'm not trying to, to fuck with your sports. I love sports. They're great, but I don't want to watch them. And I don't want to look up secondhand accounts of what happened during their games just so I can tell it to you. You just watch the games. I love you anyway, and we're moving on. I'm going to get through this intro and get you to the show because it's actually really good, and I want you to hear it. So what's next? Oh, better know a bias. If you caught the show last week, we skipped this segment because I just didn't have time for it. But I did do it, so we're going to throw it in there this week. Bias of the week this week is the law of triviality. The law of triviality is when excess weight is given to trivial issues while other, more important issues are ignored. This is also called the bike shed effect. It was identified by a group of researchers, Parkinson et al., in 1957. They provided the example of the effect by explaining a fictional committee whose job it was to approve the plans for a nuclear power plant. They spent most of their time on the discussions about relatively minor but easy-to-grasp issues, such as what materials to use for the staff bicycle shed, while neglecting the proposed design of the plant itself, which is far more important and a far more difficult and complex task. 
we humans have a tendency to do this automatically because it seems like you're going to start with the most manageable problems. We'll solve those and then we'll move on to the more and more manageable ones. And before you know it, we'll be finished. But what often happens is you end up getting bogged down in the small details and you spend way too much time discussing the small stuff. And then you're out of time and you have to just throw together your designs for a nuclear power plant. And before you know it, you have a Fukushima disaster on your hands. <sighs> Where can we see this happening today? First thing that comes to my mind is the mask debate. Calm down. The mask debate. For the last two years, our society has been at war over these fucking masks. And nobody really understands why. There's been a lot of research into the effectiveness of these devices at preventing COVID infection. And that information is readily available to those who want it. But most people do not seek it out. If you're listening to this right now and you have criticized somebody for their choices to either wear or not wear a mask, I want you to honestly check yourself. Have you done that? Yes or no? Okay. Now, how much research have you done? Literal research. I'm going to guess it's not that much. I hope I'm wrong. Personally, I see people constantly criticizing others for their choices without doing any research. In fact, I'm doing it right now. I'm criticizing you for your choice to criticize others. But I guess I am doing research. I'm asking you questions, right? I just want us all to be self-aware. That's why I'm doing this bias thing. Biases are real. They're something we all deal with. If we're all thinking about it and we're all aware of our own biases, it's going to have a better effect overall as a society, right? Okay, I don't know. This mask thing, though, it's, it's a hot topic. I almost feel like I probably shouldn't even talk about it because I don't want to get people angry. But who cares? It's just silly. Should we wear them? Should we not wear them? Does it help if we wear two? Are we all being starved of oxygen? I don't know. Anthony Fauci infamously told us that they were not effective during the very early stages of the pandemic. I'm sure you guys remember that. But we later found out he only said that to prevent the toilet paper mobs from buying out all the supplies for their personal stockpiles while doctors and nurses are out here facially raw-dogging it. I get that. That makes total sense. It was a dumb fucking move, but it makes sense. It created a, a ton of distrust between the populace and the people governing us. But it makes sense. I do understand why he did it. I think he fucked up, majorly. But I get it. Whether it was a mistake on their part or not, it did create a lot of distrust. And from then on out, there was a group of people who are not going to believe anything that, that CDC or Department of Health says. And then there's another group of people who are going to believe everything they say, no matter what. And both of those groups are going to fight. This battle has been raging for years now. And it's trivial. It's trivial as hell, guys. We don't need to worry about this all that much. We've got bigger fish to fry. How many hours have we spent debating masks? And for what? It seems obvious that there are more important aspects of this pandemic to worry about. But most of those are very complicated and beyond the scope of influence for most people, which can make you feel pretty fucking helpless. Masks are something that are easy to see and people wanted easy rules to apply so that they could latch onto something, anything, that made them feel like they were taking appropriate actions and doing the right thing. The only problem with that is that not everyone agreed on what the right thing was, and chaos ensued. That's the bike shed effect. I don't know, how do we take this information and leverage it to improve our lives? I notice it in my own life all the time, especially with this podcast. I'll find myself trying to get an episode out, and then before you know it, I'm like deleting old emails or checking things that really don't need to be checked, just because I'm procrastinating. What I really need to do is edit the podcast and finish it and post it, but instead I'm working on these little tedious tasks because I know they need to get done too, 
and it will relieve some of that pressure I feel mounting in my head that says, you need to be working, dickhead. And so uh, now I'm working, but I'm still not actually accomplishing my work. Take that for what you will. It's, it's useful information to me, but it may not be useful to you. We're going to move on. We'll do another bias next week. Some of these biases are going to be really very basic, so it won't always be a long segment. Law of Triviality. Moving on. Ramble by the River is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. Now, it's no secret that I love each and every one of my listeners, but there's a special group of listeners that took the time to go to ramblebytheriver.com and they clicked that subscribe button at the top of the page and they subscribed to the Royal Rambler. And we call them the Ram Fan. They've all agreed to pay a small subscription fee and they support this show. They make it possible to have this show. They get special features that are not available to the general public. We're talking merch drops, behind the scenes updates, early access to every episode, and exclusive bonus episodes that you can't get anywhere else. On top of all that, subscribers receive access to the RamFam Patreon group, where the RamFam can connect with each other and with me. If you're a fan of the show and you regularly listen to these free episodes, you are going to love the extras that come along with this membership. For a limited time, new Royal Ramblers, that's the premium tier membership, will get a free NFT. That's a non-fungible token, bitches. As a thank you gift for supporting the show. These NFTs are from the Cult of Meerkats collection, and they are genuine digital collectibles that can be sold, traded, given away, paper-handed, or hodled. If you're already a Patreon member but you didn't know about this, check patreon.com slash ramblebytheriver, go to the main page, and there's a pinned post with instructions on how you can claim your prize. To become a member, to get that free t-shirt, to get that non-fungible token, Go to ramblebytheriver.com, click the subscribe link at the top of the page, and sign up. Start receiving benefits right away. If you're not ready to pull the trigger on that Royal Rambler membership, but you still want to get your greedy little paws on one of those Cult of Meerkat NFTs, then you better listen up. There's two ways to win. Number one, rate and review Ramble by the River on Apple Podcasts. I know that's a big ask, pain in your butt, but I'll give you a free NFT if you do it. And it just helps the show. I really want you guys to just pump up those reviews. We're not a, a niche show. We don't have a niche audience. We're into everything, guys. This show is about everything. So it is impossible for the algorithm to put it somewhere. That means we have to do the work ourselves. If you like this show, you really got to spread it around or it will die. Okay? So if you like it, pass it on any way you can. Just pass it on. But those Apple Podcast reviews are really great. So if you've done one already, thank you. And if you want to keep doing them, I will send you a prize. All these instructions are on ramblebytheriver.com. I've got a ton of these NFTs and I'm willing to give them away to people. And yeah, so go do these things, get one. The second way, create a social media post about Ramble by the River, tag us and tag two friends. Preferably one person who loves NFTs and one person who hates NFTs. That's just for fun. Send me an email containing A, a screenshot of your review or social media post, and B, a Solana wallet address where you would like to receive your free NFT. Send that to admin1 at ramblebytheriver.com with the subject line, give me that sweet freebie NFT. If you meet all the requirements, you will be airdropped your very own collectible piece of digital art to do with as you please. If you missed any of that and you need those instructions again, go to ramblebytheriver.com for detailed instructions. You can find us on social media at ramblebytheriver on Facebook and Instagram and at rambleriverpod on Twitter. All this information, again, can be found on ramblebytheriver.com. So this week, we are celebrating love. 
You know, there are many different types of love, and psychologists have tried for centuries to categorize and describe them. The commercialized Hollywood version of love is like a drug. It invades your mind, takes over, and thrusts you in this direction or that. This type of love is very real, and it's wonderful in its own right. But when it has you, it is in control, and the work that love wants is undeniable. You do it without even thinking. This love is chaotic. This love is unpredictable. This love is intoxicating. And from it springs great beauty, but also great destruction. This type of love is undeniable and it is unavoidable. In other words, it's effortless. But there is another type of love. This other type of love is less exciting, it's more work, but without it, the world would cease to function. This is the love that foregoes sleep, night after night, so that someone else can get their much needed rest. This type of love doesn't keep track of what it has done or what it deserves in repayment. It just keeps on loving. This type of love wraps you up and makes you feel cared for and important. This love is a crucial form of feminine energy. I'm talking about mom love. Mom love is one of the most powerful forces in the universe. And if you've ever felt it, which I hope that you have, then you know, there's nothing like it. My own mom had plenty of it. I grew up feeling like a very loved little boy. And I married a woman who is just oozing with mom love. My guest today is a kindergarten teacher. She's a mom, she's a coach, a sister, a friend, a podcaster's wife, and she's the best partner I could ever ask for. She dives into every day of her life, heart first, as if she's unaware there is any other way to do it. She sacrifices her own comfort and her own enjoyment for others pretty much every day of her life. I've never known a person who was more committed to making sure people around her are okay. The best part about all of this is that she loves me, and that is a thought that is never wasted on me. I do not take it for granted. She's a person who craves order, yet she married someone with none of it. She chose a career that is notoriously disordered. She's a kindergarten teacher, for Christ's sake. It's almost as if she has accepted her role in this life is to bring love and order to places where it's needed most. She's my partner in life, my most trusted confidant and advisor. She is my Valentine. Please give it up for the beautiful and talented Melissa Nesbitt. I'm free, can't nobody take Charger up here? I do. What do you need? USB C, lightning port, uh, lightning. It's underneath. A cord you stole from our teenage son. I didn't steal it. <laughs> I actually gave him back a better cord already. I just traded him. Because that one goes better with the color scheme out I'm here. not getting involved in your dealings. He's perfectly capable of swapping cords. Is Holly Hawking coming on this show? Yeah. I'm so excited for that Eventually. one. I'm not sure when, though. Okay, she posted something like, can't wait to schedule. And I was like, wait, what is she? Are you going on this show? And she didn't respond yet or hasn't responded. She is. 
Oh, gosh. I want to come up with a whole bunch of questions, but I don't want her to know they're from me, so I'm going to leave it all to you. <laughs> I think she'll be really good. I think she's fascinating. She actually checked in with me today. She was like, hey, I'm sorry I haven't booked one yet, but I'm going to. She's fascinating, and she has a point of view. And yeah. I don't think she cares if people agree with her point of view, but she has one. Which is awesome. Um, and it's awesome. We need lots of people like that and just got to hope that some of them are right. Oh, well, especially <laughs> fickle people like me who can't decide what their point of view is. I'm rational and neurotic both all the time. <sighs> That's a tough life. It's like a teeter, and um, you can check in with me hour to hour or minute to minute, and uh, you might get one or the other. I know that game. <laughs> all right, I'm just checking the mics. These things are... These, I hate these headphone cords. I can't handle that. Ugh. That's better. It, it seriously will drive me nuts if it's like rubbing the whole time and I can mm -hmm. hear it. Yeah. Crazy. That, we'll just take that clip and add that to my piece called Jeff on the Spectrum. <laughs> no. Um, speaking of which, though, talked to somebody today who's an autism person about coming on the show. And she said that she was thinking about it. She asked me if I could send her some questions awesome. to see if we're a good match. Who was she? I don't know her. I don't remember her name. Hmm. She seemed nice. I liked her. She's an old lady. Most of the stuff she said in her profile was very abstract. Like, I like to mix emotions and cognitions. It's like, well, good. I've got a hot tip for you guys on a new show. It is called As We See It, and it's on Amazon Prime. It's a great show. It's about three 20-somethings. They are all three autistic, and they live together, and it's just about their lives, about trying to navigate this world, and it's really fantastic. One of the three stars is Rick Glassman, who's a podcaster off Take Your Shoes Off podcast. He's a great podcaster. Turns out he's a great actor as well. So if you're into good shows, highly recommend As We See It on Amazon Prime. I work with a woman who's a speech pathologist that knows a lot about autism. And when she's in my room, we'll talk about different students. And the spectrum is so wide that I have so many questions. I don't know much about it, and I do, I do find it pretty interesting. It's just some of the autistic kids in my classroom have been academically perfectly fine, which has some like social oddities or like irregular behaviors, but like don't need academic support all the way down to like someone who's so much on sensory overload that they can't be in a regular gen ed classroom with a group of their peers. And it's just all these erratic behaviors in between and some like just really beautiful, um, I don't even want to call them behaviors. Like I had a boy in my class who's now an adult who is very autistic and he would just say the nicest, kindest things without thinking about the social stigma. So if he walked in my classroom and he thought I looked cute, he would just be like, oh, you look so cute, which is not something that a sixth grade boy typically says to his teacher. They, they're thinking it, though. <laughs> would he also, on the flip side of that, say things that were brutally honest without thinking about it that could be hurtful? Yes, but this was like a really genuinely nice boy. So it didn't happen um, that so way much. So it didn't much. really happen much. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah. it was just beautiful. It was like he just missed all like the cynicism of life. And sometimes I feel like that about Lucas. Oh, that he's he's just sweet? He just sees life through these, like, beautiful lenses. He's a good boy. My headphones are killing me. I'm sorry. I got to find a different cord. Okay. Um, I have a cord in here. 
Uh, there it is. Less scratchy. Okay. Were you thinking that the whole time we were watching that show? Like, huh, these people don't seem that much different than my husband. Because <laughs> I, I, I wasn't. And then to, uh, today when I was driving home from work, I was thinking about that show. And I was like, what if all the times when I'm like, oh, I'm such a good judge of what other people are thinking. And not only am I wrong, <laughs> but everybody knows I'm wrong. And they let me do it as like this cute, oh, Jeff, he's, he's, he's actually just wildly off on all of that when you're really like i'm normal i'm exactly. normal exactly <laughs> like oh no oh no it, it didn't it did make me question and then i started thinking that wouldn't be that bad it, i there there are worse things well, that right happen. ignorance is bliss i don't know the difference <laughs> it's, i'm still the same person but um but there is this thing, like, when we go to someone's house for dinner and people are, you know, like, there to hang out for the evening and you have finished your food and you're like, all right, we're leaving. <laughs> Everybody's just kind of like, yep, that's <laughs> that's what Jeff does. Well, I actually have a, another take on that. So I was listening to the Huberman Lab today and he talked about the introversion, extroversion, dichotomy or perceived dichotomy and how it's often misperceived because people want to think about it like extroverts love attention, they're outgoing, they like to talk and they need social interaction a lot. And introverts don't like social interaction, but they do. And it's really just that extroverts need, extroverts get a lower dopamine response from social interaction. So they need more of it to get their fill everybody's fill is different. Your set point's going to be where your set point is. And so introverts, they get a higher dopamine response from li limited social interactions. They need a lot less, and then they go back. They still need it, but they don't need nearly as much. <laughs> so, And I so related to that, because I'm like, sometimes I just need to like go to the mini-mart and get a bottle of water so I can interact with the human, and then back to the cave, and I'm fine. There's more, though. He went on to cover loneliness and the neurobiology that accompanies loneliness. And that was pretty interesting also because he talked about how if your circuit for loneliness is activated too much, it, it turns you to where you, I mean, you, you just accommodate. You find a new baseline and you become more antisocial. You start to dislike the social more. And that's, that's like more of a traditional view of what people talk about with the introverts. But that's really not the same thing. Because that's kind of an unhealthy situation. What was it that I I sent you a text message and said, let's talk about this when you come in. And it was about our brains adjusting to that baseline. Hedonic adaptation. Hedonic adaptation. That's yeah. what it is, right? I'm trying to think. What I was talking about was like the neuroscience, so like the chemical part of it. And that was super interesting because I don't know that stuff. But like the experience part of it, I get I, I like I understand all that because I'm going through it and I think about it, but I think so. I think hedonic adaptation is just like your your yeah your set point and you adjust to a new like if you get a new apartment right at first you love it it's awesome. Two weeks later, it's less awesome, and six months later it's just your apartment. They're all the same. And then remember we talked about this other side of it where like you hear mom, 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 and you want to go, what? And then someone says, what if you never heard that word again? And it's just like the most beautiful, wonderful word. Yeah, and even um, that just thought, thinking of that possibility rips your heart right. out. Or the reverse, like the first time that Amelia said dad to you, 
Yeah. Right. That just felt like, unbelievable. And then now yeah. when she's like, dad, you I know, still like it. I still like it. <laughs> but I think the brain is even faster to to adapt to negative emotions, which loneliness is. Absolutely. Yeah. Out of self-preservation. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what for me personally, if that's chicken or the egg, because I, I do like being alone a lot and I need a certain amount of alone time to feel normal. OK, but well, I, I don't know where that co- if it's because. I was that way before, so I would seek that out, or I, or I just accommodated to that level. But you know what I mean? Well, I'm going to tell you what my understanding of introvert-extrovert has been um, and see how that meshes with your definition, because I think they're similar but not the same. I have always thought of it like extroverts get together in groups of people, and it recharges them. You get energy, from that you leave like that was so fun I'm feeling good I'm like all sorts of good happy hormones and um almost like a like a high from other people but an introvert will maybe want the same engagement but it leaves them feeling very drained that feels very true to me too I that's that's kind of how I've always thought of it also so this whole podcast was about connection and like the connection and attachment circuits in your brain You'd probably like it. I thought about you a lot while while I was listening to it, but it it mentions like the the actual biochemical process that's happening when you're bonding. So he's talking about which parts of your brain are activated and which neurotransmitters and hormones and peptides and all this stuff is what's happening in your brain. It's pretty cool. Hmm. And uh, the same circuit that's used for child parent bonding, primary caregiver bonding, like the mother infant relationship. Same circuit is used for bonding with other people, like friends and um, spouses and, you know, all those. And, yeah, what was I going to say? I lost track of it. Doesn't matter. Circuits used for bonding. Yeah, I lost it. That's no big deal. Okay. Let's see. But this podcast was on connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. I don't care. It's, it's not going to come back. <laughs> Let's do a toast. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Congratulations on your national board. Thank you. That was a very, very big deal, and I'm proud of you. It's really nice of you to say. Yeah. I want to say really wonderful things about the process, but the truth is it was super hard. I'm glad it's Did you over. learn a lot from the process? Was did it, did it prepare you better for being a teacher? I think I spent a lot of time not knowing what was being asked of me. Um, if I'm completely honest, I found it a little bit confusing. That said... Seemed pretty stressful. <laughs> I started the process teaching middle school English, and I finished teaching kindergarten. So the national board teacher certification... Um, the national boards are a rigorous four-component assessment that teachers go through. Um, to achieve national born certification. And there are roughly 130,000 teachers across the United States that have passed the process. I think right now there's something like 24,000 people going through the process. And to put that into perspective, my year that I passed, there were like 2,034 candidates that actually passed. So it's pretty tough. Um, And there's a test, uh, like a component test, 
and um, that's pretty heavily weighted. And then another like um, written component that has to do with like your individual students and your teachers and their work samples from students and you write about that and reflect and I it's a lot of pages. And then there's like a video component where you have two lessons recorded and like a written reflection on those. And then the fourth component is leadership in schools, which is a big essay and evidence, lots of evidence. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of work. I watched you do it. I know it was a lot of work. Does it feel pretty good to be done? It feels really good to be done. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> so when when do you have to do another round of that there, stuff. So I'm like, don't have to touch anything for five years. And what that also means is I don't have to do any continuing education, which is an annual requirement of teachers for their certificates. Um, so I no longer have to have clock hours or professional development hours. And I will know more about that at the end of the year, but I'm excited. That's cool. Yeah. And if I wanted to like pick up and move to Utah, What's I- What's Utah? Uh, <laughs> Mountains. We could be we could That's be true. like mountain bombs and just do like a ton of skiing. You could learn to snowboard. Anyway, I do want to learn how to snowboard. We could pick up and go to Utah, and um, I wouldn't have to get credentialed in that state because I'm national board certified, so I can teach anywhere. It's a, so it's a universal license. To it's teach. a universal license to teach. That is pretty cool. Yeah, that's, it means that I've like proven that I'm a great enough that teacher part. that I can go anywhere and be a teacher, which is that makes me feel good. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's extremely cool. That's a lot of freedom. Yeah. Even though Washington probably pays teachers better than most it's so states. funny because like the chances of us ever doing that are so small. small. But I'm um, just small. knowing that I can makes yeah, me feel I, good. I would. I do picture us leaving at some point when we're maybe when we're old but also like i have mentors in education who are national board certified and just people that i looked up to and always thought were just so much better than me yeah and now i just feel like i'm in their ranks like i'm in the ranks of mickey frace and kelly jacobson and you got a a gold jacket like happy gilmore yes (laughs) so that makes me feel good too yeah that's that's pretty neat um i'm gonna look up that the valentine's day thing that you were talking about. Okay. Where, where was it? Well, do you want me to do it so that sure. you don't know my answers? Well, I just want to go talk about the answers. Okay, so background is that I was wasting my time on social media today, and my friend Sheena had done this, like, Valentine's Day post on Facebook. So you'll have to look on Facebook because I don't have internet. Well, I'm here. on Facebook. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, I don't so see it, though. You should, I tagged you in it. I don't see that. Okay, look at my profile. There we go. No, not that. It's like the ah, last thing I did. There we go. Okay. Facebook is so convoluted. I'm not a fan of Facebook. Just putting that out there. All right. How do I go see more? So there we go. All right. Valentine's Day is coming up. <laughs> Here's our story. How did you guys meet? You said, we were at the Lost Rue attending a going away dinner for my friend, Alana Shea. That is correct. Then again, is it? I don't know. <laughs> I did see pictures of you on my friend's refrigerator. And my one of my good friends talked about you for years. So I basically, I had a, had a model of you in my mind already. Okay. I just had never connected it to your physiological body. But I knew who you were, even though we had never had a, I'd never talked about you, but I'd heard other people talk about you. You know, it's weird. I, I, 
I feel like there was a there was strings connected already. But I I you're right. We did meet at the Rue. How long have you been together? Six years in March. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Yeah, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. That's a lot. Six years. A lot of years. Age difference, six years. So I am now the age that you were when we met. Wow, I feel so much older than that. <laughs> <laughs> I was so much cooler at 33 uh, than you are, right? You, Just so much more age, youthful. Every age. <laughs> Who was interested first? Yeah, it was me. I I definitely didn't see you as a, a romantic conquest right away because you just you were like my friend's cousin. You were older than me. You were had two kids. You had just barely started walking again. I didn't think you were ready. <laughs> I would have never after that dinner followed up with you because you were. Just you like did though, Eddie's friend. I gave you my but card. But you gave me your card. You texted me that day. No. Yeah, you did. No, you gave me your card, and then you added me as a friend on Facebook. Maybe that day. It was that day. And then I... I remember that. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not that day, actually. I waited, and I texted you when track season was starting. But it was, was, like, very close together. Yeah, it was a couple days. It was a couple days. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, because I remember texting with you about track, but still being, like, enjoying it a little too much i was ex- i was very very into this ex- uh, like exciting new p- prospect of coaching track all of a sudden and, i remember yeah. like coming around the corner and being like oh there he is at hilltop just sort of surrounded by students and looking down and you were like in a plaid shirt and jeans turning in paperwork probably this shirt uh, <laughs> no it was like a blue you were lifting weights a lot then it was like very fitted you were like you're showing I was, off. I was bigger a little then. bit. Yeah, turning in my coaching paperwork. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good times. And then um, not being sure if you were flirting with me in your text messages, and my friend Bree going, "He's definitely flirting with you." Yeah, I didn't even think of it as flirting. I wasn't like hitting on you. I was flirting with you, but I wasn't hitting on you. I was just getting to know you, and I realized, oh, there's a person I can play with and have fun. <laughs> So that's what I was doing. I wasn't, I wasn't, I remember like actually we were texting and I needed to get in the shower. I heard you reply to me while I was in the shower and I got out of the shower to get my phone and text you back to get back in the, <laughs> and then I got back in the shower to finish. Just cause, and I was like, wow, I would not usually do that. This is exciting. I, I'm, and it, but still I was just like, this is, I didn't, I just let you be out of my realm of possibility. I was like, oh, it's all right. I'm just going to extract what energy I can from our relationship <laughs> as a as a co-middle school track coach. That's why when we ended up at that Holiday Friends concert and I was like, oh my gosh, he likes me. I felt so silly for just being so casual around you. But can't, like crawling uh, around on the wrestling mats, like dressed as a hippie for spirit week. <laughs> you were just being yourself. And that's, that's <laughs> what the, we started out exactly the way we should. Cause we both were just like totally ourselves. And I happened to be in a phase of my life where I was actually good. Like I was a decent <laughs> human being who felt okay about himself for once. I wasn't just like a crumbled the person that I had been several months before and again later, several months after. <laughs> um, but you happened to catch me on a good swing and it just really lucked. I lucked out and um, it just like, boom, from that moment on, the whole rest of my life was different. Our life was different. It's crazy to think about that. So what did I write? I wrote, 
that I think you were interested first. Yeah, you said, I think it was Jeff. He gave me his card and added me as a friend on Facebook. I recruited him to coach track with me, and that was that. Yes, okay. Who's taller? That's a waste of a question. Yeah. Uh, Unless you're Hannah and Colton, <laughs> then there's some room then for there's debate. A debate. <laughs> uh, depends on what shoes they're in. Who said, I love you first? I do know this one. <laughs> Yeah, you said the right answer. I remember that moment well. I shouted, I love you, over really loud music in a bar. And I was embarrassed the next day, so we decided to forget that happened. I didn't. He said the first real I love you. That one I actually don't remember. Where was that? Uh, Okay, so there's like a piece that I left out too. So when we were going to pick up Jake in Idaho, and we'd already gotten Jake, and we were back at like that cabin place... That was like his boss, the bunkhouse. It was basically one of these buildings, a pole building with bunk beds. Yeah. So we, he, Jake was like in a room on one side and he'd had kind of a traumatic day and we were on another side and we had just like picked up beers and we're just hanging out and we were in the heat of just like falling in love though. Yeah. And then you like tried to tell me that you were falling in love with me. And I wouldn't let you because we had been having beers. And I was like, I don't want you to regret this. It's too early. Don't say it. And then, I don't know, fast forward just probably a couple weeks. And we had gone out after the wine festival. And I was just like, I love you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, okay. So then the next morning, we were laying in bed and... You had like brought up that I had said that, and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. But obviously, I was lying, and I just felt so embarrassed. <laughs> and then you were like, you know what? And you like like crouched down, looked at me in the face, all serious, and held my hands. And you were like, I love you. And I was like, okay, I love you too. I remember at the bar trying, like, I was. 99% sure I heard you, but it was so loud in there. And honestly, I can't understand what people are saying in that situation. So my brain just gets frazzled. And I was just like, I would be so embarrassed if I thought she said I love you and I responded <laughs> as such and it wasn't that. So I was just like, what did you say? And I asked you like 20 times and you're just like, I didn't say anything. Eventually you just started saying, I didn't say anything. And uh, I was just like, fuck. And then, but I was like, I heard it. And then so next morning I just brought it up and I was like, oh, if it's true, she won't be able to hide it. And yeah. Yeah, it was totally true. Yeah. Okay. What's next? Um, Very good question. Who's the most impatient? You. (laughs) (laughs) The answer is you. No, I don't think so. I was pretty annoyed when you needed to stop and pick up your contacts today. (laughs) It's like, oh, well, I was expecting that we'd be home around the same time. What am I supposed to do for those 10 minutes? I guess I'll go pick up Amelia. Two minutes later, I text you, I'm out of coastal eye care. (laughs) I was already home. Oh. No, I, it actually was a pain in the ass to get Amelia. She was helping change her papa's bandages oh, okay. on his knee. She's going to be a doctor. I don't know if she's told you. but I last heard animal doctor, but if she's practicing on papa, it's perfect. That's right. She did say animal doctor. She's uh, She's got a stethoscope and everything. I got a picture today from my mom. My dad's recovering from knee surgery, and his feet are splayed out in front of him, and 
He's got these toddler socks just hanging over his big toe and his second toe. <laughs> Amelia's, she, dressing Amelia's dressing him in her own socks. She's just keeping his toes warm. Nice. It's just really precious. It is really cute. She's got a great relationship with her grandparents. He's such a macho man and he can't move. So he's just like a toddler play vessel. It's great. Did I say it was me or you? Uh, oh, I didn't even read it. I just knew so surely that it was you. Um, we both have our moments is what you said. Okay. And that, that is true. Okay. In some moments, I can be much more impatient. You know? <laughs> Uh, I was like thinking, or when you're hungry, when you just need food, but or, we have a dinner reservation in, in an hour, and you still have to stop for that burger. I'm going to eat now. Because <laughs> yes. I like the pregame for a nice, fancy place. Uh, that's And that's no joke, yeah. and I highly recommend it for other people who have eating disorders. If you... If you don't want to be emotionally attached to your food at a restaurant that serves you tiny portions, you want to just be able to go and enjoy your food, get a pre-burger. Just fill up that that void in your heart and in your belly with a burger, and then you can go and actually enjoy the flavors. It's, that's my strategy. Yeah, especially if you have a very high-end um, dinner planned you know, around the San Juan Islands in one hour, it's a great idea to swing into just like a sleazy dive bar and, you know, get the world's best burger and definitely dine in. So it doesn't they... <laughs> always pan out. But sometimes it really saves the day because I yeah. hate leaving a, a good dinner that you pay like 200 bucks for and it's, I'm still hungry. Like I'm disappointed. Those like, are the moments that I was thinking though, like our impatience probably evens out. Like our last date that I, I felt very unsatisfied after that date. And I don't want to feel unsatisfied like that. They stuck us in a, in a I can't, I can't, I, I love the restaurant too much to bash how horrible of a dinner this was. So I'm not even going to talk about it. Never mind. I'm cutting all this out. Um, he thought we ate in a closet, but it was fine. It's worse than a closet. I, I could have fit in there with you if it's a closet. <laughs> I had to sit out in the fucking breezeway with just strangers walking, brushing up against me, walking. I was in their way. I was, I felt like such a, a bother. I really enjoyed myself. It was a great time. Tucked away in your little nook. <laughs> oh, it was awful. I just, I felt like I was harassing you, honestly. Like, <laughs> I, like I pulled up a chair to your single dinner. <laughs> I just sit with this cranky old man for an hour. I was like, just like uncomfortable as hell. Uh, it was no good. But, but I said also, yes. They offered it, and I said yes. You refused to let me ask. Waiting for a table, and I was uncomfortable. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, God, yes, like, anything. Hey, we could ask Not to this. move to the bar. It would be worse. I can't. Then I wouldn't even be able to hear you what you were saying because at least I could hear you at this place. Yeah, that you're like from behind. You were protected. <laughs> Ugh. Well, thanks for the date, babe. Uh, Halfway through, I was just like, this date's over. <laughs> I know you were. I'm <laughs> not even going to try to be happy. <laughs> uh, you win some, you lose some. That's, that's really what I thought. I was still, I was like, <laughs> hey, I'll just ride this out. This terrible dinner. And uh, I'm pretty sure I came home and fell asleep, too. And you were real cranky about oh, that. Oh, God, I forgot about that part. <laughs> it's like, we don't, I mean, you, you, uh, no. <laughs> what a horrible, horrible day. Yeah, but we did end up having sex after that, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it ended up a great, actually, if I recall. Yeah. Uh, who's the loudest? Um, because we were just talking about sex, I pictured sex for that. Oh. <laughs> but I know it's not what it means. And you said, neither of us are very loud. He's more sensitive to noise, though. 
Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I strongly consider getting some of these earplugs that are regularly marketed to me on Facebook and Instagram that are like to wear all the time, to just to block out extra noise. <laughs> oh my God. And they have some pictures of very happy autistic people on the ads. <laughs> As if your hearing is not bad enough <laughs> to walk around with earplugs. I actually sometimes think it might help because like, so if I'm getting too much input, I'll just turn it all off so that I can still think. Yeah. And um, and then I can't hear anything. <laughs> it's like when you're a singer and you put your finger, you know, on the lobe of your ear and push in so you can hear your own voice better. I always thought they just did that to look badass. Well, it works. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Uh, who's the most stubborn? Oh, we talked about this one earlier. I want to say Jeff, but he might disagree. <laughs> That's a great answer because both of us are very stubborn and idealistic, it's, which I, I kind of really actually love. This is why I was telling you, I really enjoyed reading Sheena's answers. I thought they were just like so cute and sweet and very them. And then when I started answering for us, I was just like, oh my gosh, we are so similar in some ways. We really are, though. Stubborn is one of them, though. But not every way. We're very compatible. It's it's not just similar. Like, we're not the same person. No. Far from that. It's It just works. I, that's another part of that bonding podcast today. He talked about that. As far as building connections, you don't have to agree on things. You just need to both understand what it's what they're thinking and how they think and why they come to conclusions and that kind of thing, and also understand and feel that they... Th- think the same about you, that they understand what you're thinking. And that's how you build a connection. And that totally makes sense because we do that. Like even when we do disagree on something, which is pretty rare, we we can talk about it and usually agree to disagree. You have taught me that though. Yeah. Um, just yeah, that yeah, like I leading know. with love. <laughs> <laughs> I was just kidding. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, really, I, but you have, I don't. Yeah. I didn't know that. I still remind you sometimes. But no, you are the per- first person I've been in a relationship with that I know 100% that like you love me and want us to be fine. Like you really do have our best interest in mind, even if I think you're just being a maniac. Well, um, I sometimes am a maniac, but I do always love you and always want our best that's so even obvious, when I'm just yeah. like, oh, he's infuriating. I'm not like, oh, fuck him. I'm leaving, you know, forever. I, <laughs> I'm i just annoyed with you, but I don't actually like feel hatred because good, I love good. you and I know that you love me. I do. I do. And I same same here. I, I'm not I've planning my out, which yeah. sadly I've done in past relationships do or at least imagine them. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I know that Start game. Start thinking through your plan B. Did you do you ever plan like your uh long-term ice outs? Like where you're like, "Oh, I'm going to ice his ass out for a <laughs> month. I'm going to talk to him for a fucking month." And oh, he better not even think about sex. Do you plan those things? Um if you are insinuating that I could be passive aggressive, I just want to say they've never lasted 20 days. No, no, I'm not saying that this even (laughs) happens. I'm just saying, have you ever had those thoughts? Maybe like three days. Um, Because that's about as bad as I go. I don't, I mean, I don't, the ice out is not my move, but I do plan like my, uh, my fantasies about when we're fighting, like the the things that play out in your head, 
they're never very bad. It's never like, oh, I'm going to get on my shit and I'm going to get out of here. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll just get a hotel. I'll just go stay in a hotel. I'll just go sleep in my office. I right. don't have those kind of thoughts ever. It's more just like, I'm just going to eat all the fucking eggs. I don't care. Oh, <laughs> she's going to make brownies? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, it's not nearly as upsetting. Okay. That's good. No, I never have planned a 30-day ice out or, like, a lack of sex. But, um, yeah, definitely just, like, I'm not going to speak to him for a bit. And then sometimes I don't realize it until you are like, you have not made eye contact with me all day. Then I'm like, oh, yep, I'm still mad. Classic ice out. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think that's necessarily planned. No, you're a little bit slower to warm back up after a fight yes which i used to find confusing i don't anymore but i just i understand you've just betrayed me in some way and i have to learn to trust you again yeah but i'm i'm pretty quick for me it's just like okay we're good now we're good now mooch smith just uh i am to me oh lucky wants to know when his appointment for the booking is cool i'll just send it to him are you guys gonna talk about like the waco versus nacelle sports um, no, I'm going to, I'm going to ask him some tough questions. Okay. You're going to relive your high school glory days a little bit. Uh, I wouldn't call them glory days. Oh, I'm going to grill him. All right. <laughs> okay. What's the next one? Hold on. Let me just check this for Mooch real quick. Okay. Oh, weird choice. He booked it for Valentine's day at 7 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, good. You can just start your Valentine's Day off with Mooch. Yeah. That'll be great. Yeah. We'll get him some chocolates. I'll, I'm going to give him the option to change that if he wants. That'd be such a funny moment to, you know, like, tell your wife you're not available for Valentine's Day because you booked yourself a podcast. You better not do that. We'll probably be sitting in a gym or something, but um, a podcast isn't going to fly. No. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm back. Hold okay. on. I got. I lost the Valentine's Day thing. Now, stop texting me, Mooch. Jeez. Tell everyone I have hemorrhoids. You motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know what hemorrhoids were at the time, which is weird because my dad talked about them constantly. But I never thought I would have them. Hmm. But it turns out he was right. So thank you, Mooch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're we're going to talk about that for sure. Okay, good. Yeah. The I, world needs to I hear tried that. to talk about it with Ned, and he wasn't having it. Hemorrhoids? No, about how Mooch was very vocal about the condition of my anus mm. during football. Ned deflected quite a bit. Yeah, he was a yeah. tight lip lemon, or uh, what is it? Tell him to suck a lemon. Who's that guy? Johnny Tight Lips. He's a real Johnny Tight Lips. <laughs> He'd make a great politician. Uh-huh. Yeah. Tell him to suck a lemon. Ned Bittner for mayor of Long Beach. I'd vote for him. You can't. You don't live within the city limits. We'd have to buy a little place. I said I would vote for him if I could. Yeah. Okay, back at it. Falls asleep first. Easy, Jeff. You. <laughs> he gets up a lot earlier than I do. I'm, I'm, I want this to be off. Why does this keep happening to me? Fucking Facebook. It's not that you fall asleep first every time, but 90% of the time. 80? 90, what would you say? 90. Okay. 
Most of the time. Yeah. It's vast majority. Yeah. And I don't know if I've ever slept in later than you in the morning. <laughs> Have I? I? This question is coming. And oh. I think, no. <laughs> if there's a question about who's a better morning person, you win that one too. Yeah. I, I cannot yeah. ever think of a time when you were up and about and I was in bed. <laughs> unless you weren't feeling good and then yeah, you were sick. furious at me. Well, how could you? I never do this. Much Why noise. would you ruin it for me? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, those those stick with me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Cooks better. You said me. Yeah. I I also say me, but it's a close. <laughs> you're a very close second. That's the thing. I'm not a bad cook. I'm a much neater cook. Yeah, I you leave are. the cage, kitchen much tidier. I'm when all I cook. about that final product. You, you know? <laughs> like to use every dish we have. I'm sitting there plating, and and, there's a, and you're just like clean the dishes. Yeah. I want it to look good because it's it's half the experience is enjoying the food, and that's part of why I think I have a problem with food is because that's <laughs> it's like all i do is attach emotional meaning to food every day it's like it's i want that dopamine rush i want something to give me a little bit of a little bit of, mm, you know i think you're more ambitious about cooking too oh for sure there are it's things fun. where i'm like i don't want to make that it's gonna i'd have to wash the food processor and it'll be such a mess and you're like i will roast all the vegetables i will make the salsa i will use all the dishes and you will still have to wash the food processor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right, I guess. <laughs> that is so true. I do I do spray it off a bit. Um, <laughs> or what I like. Do you? <laughs> no, actually, I don't because I did once and it splattered salsa all over the backsplash. Yeah. And I didn't like the way that looked. Better so for me to handle it, right? <laughs> I just soak them. I'm like, I, don't, I won't let it stick on there. That's that'd be rude. <laughs> as much of that salsa verde as you consume, and I know you enjoy, I do. I feel like it's it's the that's the price you pay. <laughs> also, the smell, the whole house smells good the when we make that. Amazing. It's always a good vibe when we yep. get the salsa going. It is. Chile quiles. Oh, that's the best. <sighs> Better morning person, Jeff. One hundred percent. He's almost always up hours before I am. It's good day when I'm not, though. Like, when we both wake up at, and it's like 7 or 8 a.m. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, I feel amazing. Yeah. People do this every day. Kids. I took a COVID test because I just felt so tired. And then I said, but I'm I'm not sick. I'm just so tired. Why do you think I'm so tired? And she goes, because I wake you up in the night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Not yeah. as much as she used to, but still. Yeah. Self-aware. Yeah. She's been better. Like last night, she didn't get into bed till I got out of it. And then I went and took her spot on the couch. <laughs> there was a night I woke her up in the morning. She never got this week, which I thought was great. That is Because the dog was sleeping between us where Amelia usually crawls in. Did you notice? No, I didn't. Poppy got right up in there. I have, I have been sleeping pretty good lately. Okay, good. Okay. Who's better? Morning person? That's me for sure. Better driver. So we talked about this one earlier, too. It depends. So I, I'm better as a in technical skills, but you are definitely better in driving record safety percentage. Like oh, overall, I would I would say people are probably yeah. You're you're I, I can't say it. You are a more confident it. driver. 
I'm fine just to let somebody else Such drive. Such a woman's answer. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, how do you control this man's ego gently? You can just say it. You can just say it. The truth is what I wrote down, something to the effect of every time we go anywhere together, you drive. But that's because of my anxiety, not because I'm a better driver. I think we were just talking about this with Colton, and he said something about like whether he or Hannah would drive. This was New Year's Eve. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, we don't have that problem, because anytime we go anywhere, Jeff has to drive. And he looked at you like, what? And you're like, oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, I'm dude, I'm driving drive. now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Back when you were driving me around, I didn't drive as much. <laughs> but yeah, he's driven me around thousands of miles and i did drive his car occasionally but not much i didn't want to it's like why why risk the liability i was like make him stress and like that's how i feel now yeah i just relax and he's just gonna like drive me to my friend's house in kingston okay i'm happy to do it i like driving i I love it actually i crave it take me to mount hood so i can ski or drop me off in front of the resort and pick me back up it's gotten to where if I Wonderful. didn't get to drive, I would be upset. Yeah, so it doesn't bother me. But driving record, I think it's that impeccable. you have had more things go awry. Yeah, and I also don't always end up getting where I'm going, and you do. <laughs> I've had one speeding ticket in my early 20s before I ever had kids, so it's been a really long time. I should knock on something. Where were you going? Where were you, what were your hurry? I was leaving Chinook, going to work. At the Bank of the Pacific. So sometime after I graduated from Western Oregon and when probably like 07 was the last time I got a speedy ticket. I just read your answer to that question and you actually wrote down exactly what I said. Like he always drives, but I've got a better driving record. Yeah. That's that's exactly true. Yeah. That's funny. (laughs) We think alike. Yeah. Often. Okay. What's the next one? Also, my driving record's very clean too. It's just, I do have a couple speeding tickets. But I think they were expunged from my record, actually. I'm not sure. Yeah, and you have stories that are more like, I. well, you drove that van into water and like ruined a vehicle. Well, I, I started my driving life. The first many, many vehicles were barely running. And so, yeah, it was a, it was a bit hectic. It was a little hit or miss getting places. But I, you know, it taught me how to work on cars, and it taught me how to walk far. <laughs> Two things I, well, one of those two things I still do to this day. Okay. Okay. Most competitive you, for sure. Okay. Yeah. I just wrote me. I'm not I, even I thought competitive. 100%. I finally gave up on thinking I was. I used to think that I was a competitive person because I like to race and I like to win and all that stuff, but yeah. I don't care if I lose at all. It means zero to me. And I see the look on other people's face when they lose. It hurts. It doesn't mm-hmm. hurt me at all to lose, which is probably good. Because I lose often. <laughs> I am noticing as we're becoming fans of the children. like <laughs> It hurts both of them. Or like even after when you're like, great game. And I'm just like, that was not a great game. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? And you're just like Who so cares? easy and kind. And are we going to get ice cream? Like I didn't play, but I'm feeling the weight of the thing that just happened. You're just like all hunky-dory. Like you didn't watch half of the game. You were at the playground. Like This is real life. <laughs> That's a game. You got it backwards. This is the serious part. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just I just think sports are are they've got to be fun or nothing because what the fuck else are they for? I don't think you're wrong. I'm just saying As a that I mean. is like 
just a part of me that <laughs> rears its yeah. ugly head from time to time. It's like, I think I'm not that competitive. There are lots of times when like the underdog makes the basket and you're so excited, even though that's not who you're rooting for. I have all of those moments. I'm a teacher, but... But yeah, you get very competitive. I, I get really into it. Yeah. yeah. And and for Trying myself, to too. math before the podcast. We were, I invited her to throw a few darts just to, you know, I like to do it to center myself and just focus in my brain on one thing so I don't feel so scrambled when I try to talk. And uh, she's like trying to make me do math. I couldn't believe it. She was kicking my ass. So she got a turkey and then a triple 19. Two of them. Two of them. The turkey is three bullseyes in a row, which is a very, very difficult. But also, I just want to say I am very talented when it comes to party games. Um, I was just like a moderately good athlete. Um, but party games. Cornhole, quarters, I mean, beer pong. I'm really good at all of these things, and I don't know why. Regular I, ping pong. I do not practice, but I show up, and um, people are be like, oh, let's play the Nesbits at Cornhole. This will be super fun. And then I just, like, can't miss, and I don't know why, but just it'll just, like, happen <laughs> randomly. I have a really special talent, and you play darts on a regular basis. You come in here, you throw the darts. How just often would you say? in the manner that I just said. I don't play like in a, a league or anything. Although but that would be very fun. How often do you throw darts at that dartboard? Every day. Okay. Well, I have probably not done that since around say, Christmas time. I would time. say five minutes every 24 hours. Okay. But then I can walk in and I told you when we started, you were like, you want to play darts? And I was like, I might be putting my foot in my mouth, but I'm probably going to be really good at this. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I didn't doubt Just watch. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like horseshoes. Oh, yeah. You're killer at horseshoes. really good at like, horseshoes. What the fuck? How did you get good at this? I don't understand. It's true. And I always think I'm going to be good. I always think I'm going to be good. And I even play it cool like, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, I'll play it. <laughs> and you're all cocky because you're like, I'm really good at these, these kind of games. And I was like, I bet you are. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I suck. And I'm like, and I'm then I'm glad I played it cool. Remember the time when I didn't play cool, and I told you how good I'm at ping pong. It was like towards the beginning of our relationship, and two kids were there with us, and then you, and then both of the kids, all three of you, kicked my ass in a row. I was just like, fuck. You were like in such. You were just like a specimen of physical condition. Then you were like running and lifting weights, and you had like all these like big muscles and abs. You were just like at could, the peak, right? Twenty seven. <laughs> no. You had that spin down. Like Blake and Calvin just like yeah. pa 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 pa. Speaking of physical specimens, have you been following Calvin on Instagram? He is enormous. Jacked. Enormous. Looking like he's putting a lot of work in. I knew that was going to happen for him. It's really cool. I thought so too. You got to get him on here. Pretty obvious. He's going to come on eventually. I would love that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Whenever he has time. But I, he's a busy man. And he's in Pullman. Yeah. But yeah. That's what I mean. He, he'll he have to come back here. I don't want to do him over the internet for most people unless I have to. Speaking of which, I've been reaching out to a couple people over the internet for new guests and got a few responses back today. I got a person who does, and we're going to do one on neuroscience. The She's like, uh, seems kind of motivational speakery. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what her job is, but it's it has to do with using neuroscience to tell people how to make better life choices. You so, will love that. Yeah, I know. I, I think that'll be a good one. The internet told me I would. Okay. So and, does this pod match? Yeah. Okay. And then I got another one who is 
this guy, uh, let's see, he's says he's like an artist slash doctor <laughs> or it was something oh. some ridiculous combination i couldn't i can't remember exactly what it was but yeah there's some cool stuff coming up all right let's get back to the list okay who is the funniest well you said me i appreciate that you said he makes you me are. laugh cry sometimes oh you said regularly i just read sometimes i have no self you make me laugh cry often you made me laugh cry last night <laughs> I don't even remember what we were laughing about, but you made me laugh really hard. Oh, good. Yeah. I feel like we laugh a lot. It's very good. But I th- also think I'm stuttering a bit, but anybody that knows both of us would be like, she has a good sense of humor, yeah. but you are funny. You are a great um, person to tell jokes to. I love being I able like to, to have laugh, you laugh at my jokes. And it's I feel the, like I'm pretty easygoing, so you're not going to offend me quickly. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a fisherman house. like I know how to take an off-color joke. Yeah, you have lots of tolerance because they, a lot of misses. Yeah. A lot of misses. <laughs> I'm not going to like <laughs> get angry me. and stomp <laughs> off or I'm not going to cancel you. Yeah. Um, it's good too because I'll try stuff, just test the waters and you're very, very good about telling me no, no, <laughs> no. Okay. But yeah, I think like in terms of personality, I'm like pretty easy or the sense of humor part, but you're funny or you... You hit the punchlines way more than I do. I'm not afraid to take one. No, you're very funny, too, but, though. Um, you do make me laugh yeah, a lot. You couldn't survive in the Nick family if you didn't have a sense of humor. Yeah, they're all funny people. Oh, who is more social? Definitely you. You wrote, definitely me. I'm with people all day. Yeah, we already talked about this a little bit. But yeah, you are definitely more social. Your social need is higher. And your social output, you're you're able to put out a lot more. I my get, I get social need, quick. though, is so much less than it used to be. Sometimes my job is enough. You have a Sometimes ton of my job connection at home. Is too much. Yeah, and then I just don't want any more. Yeah. And I have friends that I love and I just think are really amazing. But sometimes just between my job and my family, I don't have space. Yeah, that's how life more goes. Intake. Yeah. Everybody everybody yeah. goes through that's that. That's not to say those relationships aren't important, but no. um Yeah. They are they're definitely important. And they it's not even to say that they're gone. They're just not No, the same. I just need more downtime and just peaceful moments than I used to. I'm I don't feel happy when it's go, go, go. And I used to feel really like charged by that. Yeah, I do still feel kind of charged by that, but not when it's all stuff for other people. Uh, like I'll be honest, it's it that does not make me feel charged. That makes me feel exhausted. But when I'm like super busy because I'm working on three different projects, mm-hmm. even though I'm unhappy, <laughs> I still <laughs> feel charged by it. It's, I feel like there's a difference there because if it's your project, you're, there's this like sense of accomplishment or like excitement. Um, yeah. Sometimes I f- I feel myself over overextending myself almost in a, in. A, habitual way to where I'm like I I look for that feedback where I'm like I want to feel that just to where I'm revved up and it's because like you're getting those reward sensors I think so and just because of that habituation thing we talked about uh, accommodation where just I'm habituated to that level of you know cortisol in my blood that and adrenaline and dopamine and I actually I, I do honestly believe I have some kind of a dopamine issue and that was what I was that's the way it was treated back when I was on antidepressants the I was on a dopamine agonist drug it worked pretty good 
but I stopped using it eventually. So and, that uh, boosts your dopamine. Yeah. Where I was like a Zoloft boosts your serotonin and Prozac too. Most of the, a lot of the popular ones are serotonin, um, which is like the chemicals associated with feeling good about the way things are now, the, what you have around you and all that. So it, it's a good, they work for a lot of people. Uh, but I start to just feel like empty and where I'm just like, where is all my inspiration? Why, why don't I don't, that's where I don't feel motivated to do things I like, but even just normal things. Like I can't find, it's so hard to explain. And it's just like one random day, I'll just be like, oh shit. I can't think of one single thing I want to do. Are you thinking like, if this, then I'll be okay? Are you able to think forward? Whether it's like, when I have more money, I'll be happier. When I have a different job, I'll be happier. Or when we get to the end of this week, or when I'm done with this task, I'll feel better. Or is it just like, um, there's no light at the end of the tunnel? No, I actually feel like there is. Like I, I try really hard to look at life not in quite a, such a linear way, that it, which is everyone's natural tendency. But to think of it more as a big picture, like you can't have the, the good moments without the bad ones and you can't have the rewards without the work. And a lot of the time the work has in, in time wise, it takes way more time in work to get the rewards, which are short. And so I, I can accept all of that. So I, I think of it like that. And everything is temporary, it, no matter what. I was just talking with Amelia about this while we were walking at the park the other day. The good feelings, the bad feelings, every single one of them is going to end. The empty feelings are just like the rest. They're just feelings. I'm just an amalgam of cells stitched together and filled with consciousness. All that shit. You can you just think about all that stuff that really is true, but you rarely need to really think about it. All that stuff makes me feel better when I feel empty. And then before I know it, I'm filled back up again and I don't, I don't think about it. But I think it has a lot to do with dopamine. Hmm. And that's why I love caffeine so much. I want to drink caffeine even when I'm not at all tired. And that's why I'm fixated on food. Just, I like dopamine. And it's something that I don't really spend a lot of time questioning. Do you think we need to do better about just like normalizing that we don't have to be happy all the time? Yeah, I do. I think that would be really helpful. Even just saying that like that expression that, that people use all the time and it, they mean well. I was like, I just want them to be happy. Like, uh, we've talked about this before. That's really not all you want, e even though it feels like that's what you want. You really want them to be healthy. You want them to be balanced and fulfilled and self-actualized, like as a parent to a kid in the context we were discussing. But happiness is seen as this goal when really it's it's not. It's never, because we're not static creatures. Right. You can't, you'll never be at a, a finish because that means it's over and you're dead. So it's a, you're always in flux. So it's like trying to ride a unicycle, you know? Like you're, you're never gonna just stop in one place, except that people can do that on unicycles if I'm not mistaken. Oh, there's a lot of tricks you can do, Jeff. Bad analogy, but you know what I mean? It's where you're balancing. You can't, you can't stay in one place. You can't be neutral on a moving train. Like it's, it's gonna move. So we do these SEL checks at school. SEL stands for social emotional learning. We have lots of goals around that because, um, well, it's part of the curriculum for one, but also we want to build happy, um, but there's that word again, um, but maybe not that, productive members of society. We want these kids to have skills beyond academics. 
to learn how to deal with people, right? So um, we do this at all levels, K, I think 12 in our district. And SEL stuff is very trendy right now in education because we know that the pandemic has caused this sort of like mental health crisis in kids. So we're trying to check in on them. And it's good. But we have a teenager who at middle school checked in meh. <laughs> That's how he felt that day. Meh. That's a great answer. It's very descriptive. And he got pulled out of class to go to the solutions room at his school so that someone could ask him why he was meh. And when he got there, there was a line and he had to wait outside this line. And then by the time somebody talked to him, he was just like, I marked the wrong answer. Can I go back to class? I'm fine. Uh huh. So he went back to class and he's telling me this, how he just like didn't understand why he needed to leave class. And he missed out on his on time to work on his math. He's a very productive child. And why is it bad to write meh? And I don't think it's bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, Sometimes you just feel meh. So the conversation is, why did you feel like that? Well, there was a gillnet opener. He didn't want to be at school. He wanted to be fishing with his papa. He wasn't super thrilled to be there, but attendance is important in our family. So he was at school. That's the answer. So he felt meh about it. And that is okay. That is a very reasonable answer. But now he thinks, well, I can't write meh. Because I'll leave class and someone that I don't want to talk to is going to ask me about my feelings. So now I'm just going to write, I'm fine. And I do these same checks in my classroom. And so I'm very aware of like if a kid marks sad or angry, I might be like, hey, what's going on? Before you send them away. How you doing? To but the solutions room. We don't that, even do that at primary. Yeah. It's like the teach. But. And but the you point know what is, I mean. Like, it's just like you, you just look them in the eyes, like, "Hey, are you okay? You, like, you okay?" And, and it's okay to be sad today, yeah, because somebody rushed you out the door. It's okay to be angry or tired or feel yeah. anxious or afraid because we have all those emotions all the time, and we gotta just feel them. But do you know but, what I mean? Just that like pressure to be happy all the time is so unreasonable. Yeah, I I put it on myself, and like, it's it's not necessary. It's it's very powerful to be okay being just okay. That's something that I don't practice enough. I was and just I, thinking I, I about... I blame it on other people in my own head. I'm like, oh, I, I got to be up for, for them so I'm not an asshole mm-hmm. because nobody's going to want to hang out with an asshole. But it's not other people's fault at all. It's, so listening to what you're describing about almost like the lack of dopamine just reminds me of like your valley and we talked about this before, where some people's valleys are just lower than others and their peaks are higher than others. But I just think it's okay to be in a valley. Yeah, That's it just is. where I am. Yeah. And not to rush it. And let's just do the thing when I'm not in a valley and just be, just give me some grace. Yeah. I'll let and you know. Most of the time, that will work out. Like, people will be understanding. Yeah. Because most people don't admit that. Or even to themselves a lot of the time. It takes some self-awareness to know that you're in a valley and not to just think that everybody's being real dicks lately <laughs> or, or something <laughs> or nobody's taking care of their own shit lately or, or you know, people are putting too much pressure on you lately. All these things. Yeah. But, yeah. What's the next one? I don't remember what one that was. I don't either. Who is the neat freak? We're not neat freaks. No, we're not neat freaks. Not at all. Yeah, you said neither, but I think I am more uptight about the kids putting their things away. 
it depends. We just have different styles of how we address it. Like with me, it's just I try to just be very matter of fact about it and not get emotional about it so that the kids don't make it feel like it's punishment because I want them to be able to do it on their own without me having to fuck with it and just have it happen. So far, my strategy has failed drastically. <laughs> and uh, you will just do it for them for way too long. And then one time there's a straw that breaks the camel's back and you lose it. Yeah. And uh, that's just the difference. But as far as like the actual level, we both have very similar like how clean we like it to be. Everything should have a place, but it's not really like we're not anal about it. It's what do you think? I think that's true. Yeah. I mean, also, we've been in construction for a year. That forces us to be flexible. I know we both have things like um, you would like me to pick up my shoes and I would like you not to leave wadded up napkins. But yeah, just those like little things. And I think we probably like both have those things. And I just like to crumple. Okay, next. The neat freak thing. Yeah, that one, I don't, I don't really care too much about that one. Really, it's yeah. It's neither here nor there. I try to. I try hard not to emotionally connect myself to that too, because otherwise I'll be pissed off all the time. We live with a puppy and a toddler, and we're both messy enough that like the occasional drop by of you know Brie McGrew <laughs> doesn't live here anymore might give her heart palpitations. I find it pretty embarrassing when people come to the house <laughs> or in my car. I will. I will admit. <laughs> My truck has smelled so bad since the mountain trip. I have no idea what's under the huh. seat or like there's got to be something dead in there or some food. Ask the girls. Sawyer's been in there too, but he doesn't speak. So who knows if he thinks it's smelly. <laughs> also, he stinks worse than them. So he might not notice, but it smells bad. The truth is most of our friends are just like, whatever, you live here. I don't yeah. I don't feel judgment from a lot of people. I and honestly <laughs> don't feel it from the McGrews. They're such no, nice people. She loves me so much, but their just stuff is impeccable. Based on their house. <laughs> their car, their know. house. Just, like you're gonna let me walk in there? <laughs> yes. Do you, should I just like strip before I come into <laughs> this? Hose like... me down first or <laughs> should I just take your shoes off? Yeah, and there's just, there's no judgment, but you're looking around and you're just like, you're better than me. <laughs> You can feel it. I feel privileged that you guys want to be our friends. She's just like, oh, do you want to drive my BMW? Yeah, it's nice car. <laughs> nice people, really cool people. Oh, we oh. love you. The gross. Oh, who spends the most? Definitely you. me. I want to work on that. There's not really any room to elaborate here. It's just like, that's the answer. Yeah, please no, show me the work. new gadgets that came in the mail today. I love gadgets. I know. I really do. I'm obsessed with technology, and it's expensive. I am a saver. Yeah, I know. It's, thank God, you've made me way better. I would have no retirement if it weren't for you. You taught me how to retire. Like, I didn't even, I never even thought about it. <laughs> I have so much experience in retirement. Hey, you know the age difference? Sometimes it comes up. You had <laughs> retirement planned already. I didn't. I, I didn't even... Uh, I mean, I did have my through my job. I had money going into retirement, but as far and I thought that was enough. I was like, oh yeah, I'll be good. Even though I got annual graphs sent to my mailbox that showed me exactly how much I would have by the time I would retire, and it was going to be far from enough. It would tell me how much far from enough, and I was like, oh shit. And I still get those, and it's still way below. But I have now. I have other stuff that yeah. you you told me about. And it's going to fill those gaps. So we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Yeah. So thank you. But yeah. Yeah, the, you're welcome. The gadgets. 
they're pretty fun. There was like a time when we got multiple salt lamps all at once. They were like an Amazon deal of the day. The, or, okay. There should be. Is there a salt lamp out here? No, How you're is right. there, there not? There should be to soak up the bad vibes that I feel like you're throwing me right now. <laughs> where, where did you put all of the salt lamps? There's one upstairs. I bought one salt lamp. I sent the rest back once I realized what size I wanted. There's not one in your office? No. Oh. I bought two salt lamps, one okay. big one, one small. Okay. <laughs> I sent the big one back. Did you really? Yeah. It was too big. Did you know that they don't resell 90% of the stuff people send back to Amazon? They just eat the cost, probably a tax write-off. But yeah, it costs like something like $10 billion a year. Jeez. And that all goes in a landfill. It sucks. We got to find out where that landfill is and get us some salt lamps before they get buried. There's probably a lot of other good stuff in there, too. I bet there's like old swords and shit. People that didn't want them yeah um that the first prime yeah I'll, I'll tell you the first prime week the first time they did hey it's prime week like the black friday of amazon prime it did trigger a small manic episode okay <laughs> it was like the bargains were just unreal it's like never yeah. seen such bargains and i bought a lot of shit that i didn't need just in case you know just so you have it just in case what if we ever want to wash the house with a pressure washer and we can't buy gasoline? And oh it, but it, but the mess isn't really that bad because it it's not powerful enough. The pressure washer is it's horrible. Like a gun. And uh, every time I pressure wash the house, I borrow one from my dad. And you're like, oh well, there is. It's so bad. It is a squirt gun. You bought a squirt gun. I've had squirt guns that worked better. You were into that rechargeable. Um... I've been into battery technology for years. <laughs> I've been watching the market. I thought it was time, and I was early. Yeah, you were early. Oh, I bet they're good now, though. We should get one next oh, Prime definitely. Day. definitely. <laughs> I'll uh, just keep working. The batteries are getting pretty good. Speaking of which, I saw the Cybertruck update. It looks pretty good, and I, I think it's going to be done at the end of this year. That's very exciting. It is very exciting. All your friends are going to be so jealous. Of, of your, your new truck. Your new Cybertruck. No, it's I don't even truck. believe it. It's not going to happen. You're going to be like, oh, I really need to buy it. Well, drive it. Not buy it and drive it. I'm going to have to drive it. Yeah. I will always have the oldest outdated vehicle, which is so strange because I no. had like no. the nice car when we started dating. You still do. It's the same <laughs> car. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good answer. Uh, it was six years. <laughs> Yeah, I remember seeing you come down the Hilltop Hill Park for the first track practice, and I was like, dang, look at that. She drives a Jeep, white Jeep, is all clean. It was like two years old at the time. I thought it was very nice, and I still think it's a cool car. It's not as nice you as do I thought. Not. I, thought it was a, uh, I thought it was a Jeep Cherokee. Okay. Uh, but it's it's like the Jeep Cherokee's little cousin. It's a compass. Yeah. So it's In case a, anyone's curious. It has a Mitsubishi engine. It's, it's fine. Made. It's not my. It's not the love of my life. It's like the little Debbie version of like of the Twinkie. It, but it is paid off. I have no car payment. It's also it's front been wheel drive. It's very comfortable. A dependable vehicle, and at this Seats point five. in my life, it's, it's. I mean, Kelly Blue Book mint condition available right now for what do you say, twenty grand? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to sell your car or? What are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. So contact us if you're interested in my 2013 Jeep Compass. It actually is a great car. 
um, I'm not even shit. We well, should sell it. There's a part of me that wants to hold on to it. I, I'd be a really good car for a new driver. Right. Uh, but then I know our first driver uh, will want a truck and he'll want a truck that can probably tow or how, and he will have no he'll interest. He'll need a truck. Yeah. So then our next driver <clears throat> will be two years after that and my car will be so old. Yeah, we can't do time. that. She would. Um, no, she's not going to do that. It's just too long. But. If we sold it to somebody for cheap who's about to get their license, that'd be cool. Yeah. Somebody poor who wasn't going to get a cool car. Oh. Is Millard still around? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what? I like that kid. I don't know where he went. I, I just asked somebody. You can't give my car away. Well, will they drive? I'm fine with you. Just Actually, like more than one person. We could give the car to a teenager that needs it, but we have to make sure I have something to drive in the meantime. <laughs> Yeah, obviously. Okay. I'm just going to... Miller will drive you around. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> He'll just become your that butler. Be we'll something. have to make that into a reality show. Just hire him as, he as our living butler. You're going to have to do some research. Shout out Millard. Yeah. Stay out of the dunes, buddy. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay. Let's see. Do we have any more questions or any... Yeah. Did you go to the same school? We sure did. Go Fisherman. Go Fisherman. Class of 2007. And 2001. 2001. Good year. Good year. We Lost have good towers that year, actually. Um, a, a lot of um, same experiences or similar experiences, right, from our upbringing. We grew up in the same area. We went to the same school. We knew a lot of the same people. We were all friends with a lot of the same families. Yeah, that's true. That, was, that made it real convenient. Right. So we wine? both grew up in the Hawkinson's house and the Nick Shout out Hawkinson. household. Shout out Nick. Um, and there are beautiful people. They are all of them. There are a lot of common things that way, even though we didn't really know each other. So CJ is one person whose take I've been wanting to get on the newest pedophile revealings ah. because CJ is the reason I liked him. Because it's like if CJ thinks he's cool, he's got to be cool. Well, I'm I'm curious that connection too because so it's because of football. Um, well, through football, and we make a different connection that's doesn't take away from football. But um, I got to take that part out. I can't I can't say that. Well, I don't know if he wants me to say that. Anyway, go on. You can take this part out too, but um, we, we we just let's steer away out of pedophiles. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I can't believe I did it again. <laughs> so I have this world beat. It's from. I think probably we just like, like take a pause, just yeah. delete. Okay. And then. Um, oh, I'm going to leave yeah. in the part where I cut out the part about pedophiles. For sure. Really? Yeah, of course. Okay. It's a creative process. Proceed then. I was just trying to be helpful. So um, Jeff has just pulled out a yearbook. Yes, it is from 2002, which was my first year at the high school as a seventh grader. <laughs> Barely yeah. missed ya. <laughs> and I was in college. Yeah. yeah. So where were you when you found out about the towers? I was in Bend, Oregon, Redmond, at Eagle Crest, actually. Oh, yeah, we went there on vacation. Yeah. I've just been going there since I was little. And yeah, I was there with a boyfriend, actually. And we were watching the news and yeah, saw the tower. 
come down and then the next one. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I actually don't know if we saw it live or it was just everybody thinks the news they did. replaying. Um, I don't know anymore. They've studied that, but the, like in the I think uh, I don't know if it was the Loftus work, but somebody famous has studied that where they they talk about like memories people have false memories of September 11th specifically. I've seen that same thing. Yeah, it's cool. Um, which makes me just not trust what I think me I know. Because I can picture it easily. Yeah, I but I know where up. I was. But that I there's no question to that. And then the I tried to call home. And this is like back when cell phones were not spectacular. And I just kept getting an error because all of the lines were full. And I was like panicking and trying to talk myself through like the terrorists are not coming for like Long Beach, Washington. My family's fine. We just need to get home. But we left and went home. Um, yeah, it, the world crazy. just felt really unsafe. Yeah. Yeah, it was the first time we'd ever had anything like that happen in our lifetime. Yeah. Pretty bizarre. And then I started college like the next week. What a time yeah. to start your Yeah, so if I had been life. still in high school, I would school would have started. But That really did feel like the beginning of a new chapter in, in America. Completely. Everything felt different. So that's been my whole adult life. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, too, because just like specifically about me and you, 2007 was my graduation year. That's when the smartphone came out. Mm -hmm. And so that's also another major chapter in our in our country. I mean, that sounds trivial still at this point, but it won't uh, 100 years from now. The technological impact, I think, is huge. It's enormous. It's changed every it's changed the people's psychology. People don't. I mean, it's an extension of your brain now. Oh, yeah. There's so much research about that. It's crazy. Uh, but yeah, interestingly, so the world beat, it's a, it's like a magazine that they put at the back of the yearbook. So you can go back years later and see what was going on in the world. This is your first yearbook. Um, yeah, it's my very first one. Okay. I'm curious if that started with you or if that was in, um, any of my yearbooks. It's not something I remember. I think it's, it was probably, well, maybe not actually. I don't know. Yeah. So it starts out pretty September 11th heavy. We got a three page spread. Okay. Yeah, lots of pictures, people screaming, people crying. There's a man on fire. Uh, we will never forget George Bush looking sad. Boy, that was one. Remember how much of a hero he was? Or Oh, and Giuliani. Remember Giuliani? They, they, that's weird to think of. Because he's all he sweaty and weird now. Because he SNL character. Yeah, pariah. Like, one people that people just him. loathe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, section number two, we move into the world section. Very first picture. Russian President Vladimir Putin and President Bush agree to cut nuclear mission arsenals by nearly two-thirds. Later, Bush, Bush, I called him Bush. Bush. <laughs> Later, Bush unilaterally <laughs> pulls out of the 1972 anti-ballistic missile treaty to pursue a missile defense system. Yeah, they're all hugged up real chummy. So we talked about this, like that question. How, what? It's like, is, are we cool with Putin now or, yeah. or not? It's like it goes Is he a bad guy? Are we, I, I don't know the answer. I don't either. I think, like, I don't know. I don't think anybody does. Politicians seem like they go back and forth. I just don't know them well enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Japanese crown princess, don't care about her. They got some guys in, in some hazmat suits. What are they doing? Oh, oh. World's, World Trade Center waste. Oh, okay. Oh, no, it's anthrax. Anthrax. That uh, was going to be my guess. Oh, okay. So that was 2001, too. Was that when people were sending the mysterious packages? Yeah. Okay. Like Unabomber 2.0. Mm -hmm. Americans face another form of terror when anthrax-laced letters are sent to members of Congress and the media. 
Five people are killed in the attacks, and the cleanup of government buildings costs millions of dollars. Horrible. Yeah, it is. What else we got? Oh, American Airlines Flight 587 crashes into Queens neighborhood in New York on November 12th, killing 255 people. I do remember that. I don't know that I do. It's like, God, plane. How did that plane come down? It was a structural failure of the plane's tail assembly. The tail fell apart. Gosh, that's awful. Oh, after Houston energy giant Enron collapses, thousands lose their life savings. Okay, Enron was big. Enron was huge. I don't think I understood the weight of that as a, how old was I? 19? Young adult. Yeah. People were like, oh shit, that's real. It's referred to so much now. Yeah, yeah. It's a very good example of what happens with greed. It's bad things. Uh, Let's see. 28 youths. Youths. That's a weird way to say that. 28 youths are arrested for starting bushfires that destroy hundreds of thousands of acres of forest and farmland and kill thousands of koalas and kangaroos (laughs) in southeast Australia. Damn. Damn. This is like behold the whole... We were going to say the same thing. Go ahead. Before the whole wild... Uh, I, I think I'm this done. This is way before all of the Australia burned just yeah. in 2020. Um, you've given me one too many sips of wine, and now I cannot speak. Oh, this is a good one. Okay. Uh, combination PDAs and cellular phones take portable communication to the next level, and it's got a picture of a Palm Pilot with an antenna. Oh, I thought PDA stood for public displays of affection. It does in school. What does PDA stand for there? Personal. I think it's personal digital assistant. But it was like a Palm Pilot. Do you remember Palm Pilot? Vaguely, I had to look at the picture to be like, oh. It was right before Blackberries. I remember Blackberries. Yeah. It's crazy. I wasn't super up on technology. My parents were Verizon people, and Verizon didn't merge with Apple for a long time. Did they merge with Apple? It used to be like the AT&T people got Apple products and the Verizon people like got LG. Um, oh, yeah. And at first it was like the AT&T people had like the cool Nokias. And then I had this like sturdy, dependable, like actually nicer LG that wasn't trendy at all. Yeah. Um, like an old people phone. And it was just like always like that. I didn't get an iPhone until I was with you. Yeah, I know. And it was hard to convince you. And now you'll never go back. I wasn't sure I wanted to be one of those people. Very trendy. Here I am, texting in the blue. Yeah, exactly. So you're not a degenerate green bubbles. (laughs) Scientists at Massachusetts General Hospital discover that beauty triggers a brain response in men that is similar to reactions to cocaine and money. Oh. I could have told you that. Is it only beauty in people that you want to have sex with? Or is it just like the beauty of the world? All beauty. It's, it's separate from sexual attraction. Okay. It, for me, at least. I really like to look at beautiful things. Yeah. You, you know that. I talk about it fucking constantly. And it, like, shocks me when other people don't give a shit. I'm just like, no, did you see how beautiful that thing is? Look at that. And they're just like, okay. I love that about you. Uh, good. Our kids, even, like, the cynic that the one is, like, they all enjoy when that child would be like, can I run across the street? The sunset is just way too good. It's like, oh, yeah. we have embedded this in so them. Good? That's why did it feel so, so good? That's so good. Yes. <laughs> I don't even know why, but it did. But those things are, like, semi-regular. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely 
do feel that though. Like I get such a rush from from like all beauty. I like art because of that, and just like I like the feeling of connection, and even from like nature, flower or sunset or a titty. Oh, that's good. Winter weather buffs are left out in the heat as Americans experience record temperatures across the country in December and January. It's happening right now. Is that El Nino? Um, maybe in 2002, but right now the East Coast is getting slammed with a blizzard. Hmm. Like three feet or something, just boom. Damn. Yeah. Here is a whole page of stuff that never caught on. On November 7th, the supersonic Concorde airplane flies for the first time since July 2000 when there was a crash that killed 113 people. That did not start back up again. They kind of thought it would. Hmm. Oh, the MR2 camera pill allows doctors to examine the insides of a human intestine without surgery. Oh, that was a big deal. Patients swallow the pill, which transmits, dim- transmits digital images to a recorder. That's cool. But they don't do that now. Is do it they? just scope work? I think that exists. How would you aim the pill? With a magnet? Okay, maybe it is scope work. A magnet would makes work. sense. Yeah. That's cool. You have to look that up. Yeah, but it's a big-ass pill. Apple releases the sleek new iPod, allowing users to store up to a 1,000 digital song files for on-the-go enjoyment. And it's the old, old iPod, the one with, like, the center circle uh, with, like, a bumper around the edge. I had a little shuffle. The shuffle came out after this. Okay, where is it? I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, mine's just, like, a smaller version of that. I loved that thing. It's still here somewhere. It actually bums me out that it's outdated. Yeah, this is the original. There are just some really good jams on that. But when the shuffle come out, probably like a year or two after? Mm, Maybe even oh, longer. Yeah, I, I'm i thinking I got deal. mine around the time Sawyer was born, so like six years later for me, but it probably wasn't brand new at the time. Before the Apple iPod, there was this company called Creative Labs. Creative Labs, they probably still exist. They make really good high-end electronics. And they had this thing called a Zen. And it was exactly like the Apple iPod. Like, what? what's so special about this thing? It, oh, now I have to get iTunes. It forces you to use their, their software and their hardware. It's like, well, this is bullshit. Little did I know how much Apple would invade my life and mm-hmm. take basically take it over. Well, I chose not to get an iPod because it was more expensive. And this MP3 player had better reviews. And... I bought it and I took it to Spain and it was like, you need something like that when you're traveling. But I carelessly took it off and tucked it in my mailbox and didn't lock the mailbox in the building that I was living in. Like I was just going to hide it and come back and get it. I I don't know why I needed to just set it down, but I did. And when I came back, it was gone. Someone stole it out of my mailbox. They would have stole your mail too. Maybe. Yeah, I wasn't really getting mail there from my mom. It was conscious mail. Like she oh, was a permanent resident of the, they were not called apartments, flats. The flat. Oh, yeah. But, but yeah. it was just like some off-brand. I was robbed. Yeah. yeah. And I lost my MP3 player. That was before this too, wasn't it? had it? some good stuff. Or that was maybe shortly after 2001. Well, it was like I got it at the tail end of college. So more like 04, I mean, 05. I definitely did not have an MP3 player before that. I got one in like 2003. I didn't have one in no one. I didn't have any Apple products until I got that shuffle. But I got an an Apple 
um, iPhone 3G in 2008, I think. If that was this, whenever that came out. No, I got the second or third Apple iPhone, not the first one though. And so you've gone from three to 13. Yeah, I've had an Apple phone for a long time. That's pretty good. Yeah. You love your new one. Oh, it's the best. The It's got me taking pictures again. Mm-hmm. I had stopped for a while because everything just kept looking the same. But now they yeah, look fresh again. It's a good thing again. you got all these like fancy new attachments. Yeah, I'm going to start making videos about how to control weeds. I love it. It's going to be cool. Oh, this is cool. The world's first fully implantable artificial heart is given to 59-year-old Robert Tools. Sadly, Tools died shortly after. That didn't catch on. From unrelated causes. Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) Now they're using pig hearts. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. This did not catch on. It looks fancy. It's it's made of glass and stainless steel. Look at that thing. Um, Pretty cool. Yeah, I actually feel like I need to show you this, and I wonder if it's relevant, but I have a memory today of me holding a pig heart. Well, Sweet. I'll show you when I have Wi-Fi again. <laughs> um, you should. We'll use that as the thumbnail for the episode. Okay. Um, so I just got to the pop culture section, and we got oh, NSYNC, Skechers, Roller Skates, and um, what was this? CoverGirl turns lips into works of art with lip art. I have the new never... fad comes complete with stencils, a freestyle tip brush, and 26 shades for creating unique lip designs that look like you have some shit on your lip. First of all... It looks like they stopped cleaning their face. Lip art is horrible. Can you imagine Terrible. if I came home with lip art, you would be like, what is on your face? Yeah, you have It would a thing, not make little, me feel beautiful. something here. And secondly, there was never a time that I thought Skechers were cool. No offense, Skechers. I'm sure you're an awesome shoe line, but something I've See, just like... That's we part ways. I've never liked them. I, I oh do gosh. now and always have thought Skechers are cool. It's the S. I, I feel like you would buy me Skechers and then I would be like, oh, thank you. You have so nice of you. very boring taste in shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like bright colors. You don't like crazy designs. You, like, you'd never be caught dead in a pair of Yeezys. Yeezys? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Mountain Dew Code Red. Extreme soda drinkers receive another huge jolt of caffeine as Mountain Dew introduces its newest beverage. Cherry flavored Code Red. That Dad would give me a heart attack. And of course he does. It's of delicious. Of course he does. It's a nice, juicy red elixir. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. It. Shrek came out that year. Oh, we're still watching that. That's a great movie. Uh-huh. Oh, A Beautiful Mind. I think that came out that that was kind of embellished. John oh, Nash sure. was maybe not such a nice guy. But can you blame him? He was schizophrenic. Still a great film. Um, this is when they did the musical rendition of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring came out that year. 13 nominations for Best Picture. I was not really into Lord of the Rings or Buffy. No, I didn't even know they made a musical one. Oh, look at this. That was the year they launched Nintendo GameCube, which who the fuck remembers that at all? Really video game people. Xbox has been around for 20 years. Yes, and I did not know the that. smash hit PlayStation 2. All three of those. Those huh. were, I mean, they were big at the time. GameCube never really took off. Uh, the kids are still playing Xbox and PlayStation. I shouldn't say yeah. the kids. A lot of men your age are gaming it up. They started in 2001. <laughs> Sony Pictures, Warner Brothers, Universal, MGM, and Paramount discussed the joint creation of MovieFly, the first internet-based downloadable movie rental system. 2001, MovieFly. Never heard of it. You know what a fly gets stuck in? A web. 
You know what a web sounds a lot like? A net. Derivative. World Wide Web. Internet. Netflix. Netflix. Or as Elsa likes to say, Netflix. <laughs> so this was the demise of Blockbuster. Here's where it started. I have memories of going to Blockbuster on Friday nights when I was in college. There was one right there in town. You would, like, run into. This was not, like, the part of college where you're just, like, interested in, like, meeting people and going out. No, this is when you're trying to procrastinate from studying. Yes. And so you're at Blockbuster in your sweatpants, and you're just like, hey. But definitely, because you were getting munchies at Blockbusters, too. They had popcorn there, right? They And, like, the box candy, and there would be good deals. Like, you could rent two movies and get a box of candy for free or, I mean, just something like that. I actually never, ever went to a Blockbuster because around here we had mom and pop stuff. Yeah, stores. but you were at Video Den. Oh, God. Video Den, Pro Video 2. Uh-huh. Those were my jams. Yeah. I was there all the time. That we because a lot of time we didn't have TV. The only so time I was ever we at Blockbuster were my college years, but yeah, by the time I went to college, I was stealing movies off the internet. Okay, that's Pirate, the difference. Pirate Bay, Torrent, LimeWire, all that stuff. I never did that. I did it briefly. I had a friend who was like gonna get in some trouble from Napster for stealing music, and it made me feel very afraid. Napster, I forgot about Napster. Yep. That was the first. <laughs> that, was, that was another sea change in our culture is streaming and and really digital consumption of music and movies. Isn't that weird now? No one has cable. Yeah. We're just streaming everything. I saw a funny tweet the other day. I can't remember who said it, but he said, um, we should just bundle all the streaming services together into one package and we could call it cable. Because <laughs> that's basically what it, we've gone backwards. And that's I remember thinking that when they were talking about someday we're going to have It'll just be a bunch of different streaming services. And I'm like, won't that be less convenient than Mm -hmm. just having one streaming service that has everything on it? I feel that a bit when somebody's like, I saw this great thing. You should totally watch it. And then you're like, is it on Hulu or Netflix or Amazon Prime or Apple? Um, And then, uh, you know, they're like, oh, well, you got to get Paramount or Discovery Plus or whatever it is. And then it's like, gosh. But we got all the things. The truth is, I think we have every single one of those. Do we have Peacock? We, I got Peacock so we could watch the Olympics. That's right. And I yeah. never canceled it. So, yeah, we have it. Probably no one's used it since the Olympics. And we have Discovery Plus. Yeah. We have Disney Plus. Yes. And we have Netflix, obviously. Amazon. We don't, we don't have the, the YouTube TV or Apple. any of the paid YouTube versions. No. But we have but the we free have YouTube. And now we have started paying for, like, the national what is it, Federation of High School Sports. So we're cool. like live streaming high school sports. Yeah, which I've enjoyed more than I thought I would. It's so much fun watching the game with Sawyer last night. Um, I, not like it was a party, but it was nice. It felt yeah. like we were in the gym. It was cool we watched Sawyer play. Yeah. <sighs> and that we was got big. to still cook dinner and yes. like be in our home. That no was mom awesome. guilt. It's like I'm watching my kid play. I'm just going to go yell by the fireplace a little. It was fun. Make a lion. Yeah. <laughs> I missed a lot of lions. Oh. oh, the highly anticipated Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone sets records for opening weekend and first, second, and third place in single-day box office ticket total. How cool is that? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Our daughter um, has been very, not right now really, because it was last year that I think she read all the books, but just a love for Harry Potter, and it's 20 years old, which is good job, JK. Yeah. George Harrison died 2001. No. Cancer. Are you sure? You're reading a 2002 yearbook. Oh, yeah. I keep saying 2001. 
2000, this, this was published in April of 2002. Okay. But it's about the... So it's what happened you know. during that school year. Yes. So late 01, early 02. Yes, yes. Okay. Just to clarify. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Receives a Grammy nomination for I album of the year. I love that soundtrack. I just listened to it the other day. I'm sure you did. You were there. <laughs> um, yeah, it's weird what I put on when I'm like hanging out with the kids because I would never listen to it on my own. I barely even listen to music anymore on my own. I, I do a lot more listening to podcasts. I'm just working on my own podcast. Yeah. But the it's always stuff from 10, 15 years ago that I remember that was interesting but not vulgar unless I'm listening to something that is vulgar, <laughs> in which case I just pretend it's not. Every once in a while you get sick of like the constant just circle of requests in the car and you're just like, we're all going to listen to Frank Ocean. We're that all going to listen to Post tired. Malone. Sometimes I, I start to get tired and I have to sing to keep myself awake. And that's usually when I'm just like, all right, now it's I don't okay. care if you want to listen to Puff the Magic Dragon again or not. Sometimes I like it when you do that. That stay song that we listened to the other oh, yeah, night really stuck with me, and that's not something I would put on on my own, but it was so beautiful. I, I've been humming that melody in my head. A that's a Post Malone. Yes. And so when he was writing that song, he was basing it off of a George Harrison chord progression. Oh. He called it Georgie as a working title. Interestingly it's enough. It's beautiful. Yeah. That was the year that Michael Jordan returned to the NBA with the Washington Wizards. He shouldn't have done that. Well... I don't know. I think the Washington Wizards would disagree because even though he was 38 years old, he filled arenas nationwide and propelled the previously dormant Wizards to instant respectability with an over 500 record. But he does yeah. look pretty tired in the That point. is awesome. No, I just... I, also, he grew a goatee for it, which I would say is second to his Hitler stash. That's the worst facial still, hair I've ever like seen on him. like the greatest basketball player. But I think I would just would have wanted to go out with the championship team and all my glory and then just be like, no, that I could come back and I could do wondrous things for your team. But I'm done. I've called it quits. But he was like... Most people would say that. He retired, but then he was like, eh, okay, I'm going to I just, I want to retire with some finality. Did he need... Was he like an owner of the team too? Oh, I don't know that part. I'm not sure. It doesn't say that in the yearbook. Um, but what it does say He's is that rich. the 14-point underdog New England Patriots shocked NFL viewers by kicking a dramatic last-second field goal to upset the St. Louis Rams 20-17 to in Super Bowl 16. And what it does not mention is the scrappy little number 12 quarterback, which I'm pretty sure is Tom Brady. Is that not? That guy right there is not Tom Brady? Let me see They him. didn't even mention his name. Uh, I remember this happening, though. He was a, he was I a, see so many sports pictures. The one that's football. Not, ah. Uh, was he like number Tom 12? Brady. I, that's a, not a question. I remember for people me. being like, "Oh yeah, this guy ain't shit. He'll be gone." And then look at him now. He's Damn still it, playing. Damn it, he just wouldn't go away. Won't quit winning. He just just like But you know who did quit? Barry Bonds quit being respected by people because he used steroids. You know what? Though we got to just go back to Tom Brady for a minute. He is I already started the Barry Bonds thing. Oh, okay. Just kidding. Move Go on. ahead. Tell me about Barry Bonds. What's no, no, no. I want to hear Tom Brady. Your, hear, hear your take on Tom Brady. No, he's just really handsome, and his wife is very beautiful, and he's very athletic. They're meant successful. to be famous. Yeah. 
Um, he's just one of those like superhumans. Like he's a robot for yeah, sure. He definitely is. San Francisco um, Barry Bonds makes baseball history with 73 home runs and an astounding slugging percentage of .863. Both all-time records. That's the Giants. Yeah, but it was, he was cheating, so who cares? Um, 2001, superstars Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal propelled the Los Angeles Lakers to their second straight NBA title. Rest in peace, Kobe. Yeah. So Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, and Cal Ripken Jr. all retired that year. In the first Saturday night Women's U.S. Open, tennis ace Venus Williams defeats her younger sister, Serena Williams, 6'2", 6'4". Gosh, and they're both still awesome. That's cool. That was what I was like, oh my years. gosh, all this stuff. There That's amazing. Like, the people are still famous. Um, Laura's page. She didn't really do much with she it. She just claimed a whole page of your yearbook. Yeah, it didn't really, uh, Gosh, didn't really Laura. fill it up. You left half of it blank. Oh, much more than half. It says, hey, what's up? Have a fun summer. Laura. <laughs> is that that's Laura Mesa? Yeah, it is. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Shout out, Laura. Yeah, I I was reading through these yesterday, all the signatures and stuff. It's pretty fun. I like it, except for the I'm signed by a few pedophiles, so that sucks. But you just um, can't help yourself. Who's the VIP? Up there's there? one. Um, I don't. Oh, I just wrote via very important people section. Oh, and you. I just I like to stratify the, the okay, so normal you... people section, you see. <laughs> Can I please look? I was okay. Sawyer's age. Normal people section. And I would I use that as a joke over and over That's and over so again. Funny. Every time I let somebody sign the normal people section. <laughs> I I would just hope they noticed. You signed the, you signed your own yearbook. Yeah, I, I was pre- I was practicing my signature. Normal people section, Jeff Nesbitt's yearbook, and then over here you've actually just signed Jeff Nesbitt. I think so, there might have just been a blank space okay. that needed some fill-in. Mm-hmm. I see Alex Martin made the normal people side. <laughs> so that's great. Paul Blaylock. There's, like, people you're still friends with. Yeah, a lot of them, actually. Oh, another girl took this whole page, and she wrote something, and then she scribbled it all out. Bitches. What do you think was there? I don't know. Maybe she confessed her love. I actually and then never did know. Rescinded that. Recall. Huh. I think she she changed her mind. Oh look, Laura wrote you a whole bunch over here too. What'd she write? She wrote, "Hey, what's up, Jeff? I'm good. I hope you are too. Stay off drugs, but maybe you should because then I would be smarter than you. <laughs> that would be." Cool. Well, I hope you have a great summer. LOL, Laura. I think she was saying if I did drugs, I would be dumb. Yeah. She was wrong about that. <laughs> it worked out for you. Yeah, it was just Okay, fine. here's one. On the VIP section, it says, Hey, dickweed, don't get into any trouble this summer, and no more dating bitches. Alex Mack. <laughs> Thir- Thirteen. <laughs> I'd never dated anyone in my life. <laughs> Good friend, actually. Really nice of him to say that. I, I remember him doing that on purpose to make me look better. Oh. Jeff, maybe I'll get you that 30 bucks. CJ. Yeah, he owed me 30 bucks because he dared me to eat a full banana peel. Oh. Which I did. And then he didn't pay up? No. What a jerk. 
Um, his mom used to regularly slip me 20, 20s like throughout high school. Oh, okay. Because I would drive CJ around. She was very nice. We were even. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the banana peel. I don't think you let either of the Chalkers twins sign your yearbook. I did. I saw Cody in there. Oh. It doesn't matter. But there's Kyle Herzog, Kyler Pratt. He's added did me on. Cody make normal people or? Brian Martini. You know, VIP. Tara Hankins. Hey, there's Mooch. Says, hey, I have hair on my butt. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Mooch. <laughs> he does. I bet there's more now. <laughs> you can put that in your notes for your Valentine's Day conversation. Yeah, I will. Yeah, this is cool. <laughs> he was like, what, 13? Yeah, 14? 14. I did not have hair on my butt. Now I have way too much. It's, it's no happy medium. <laughs> I can't even, like, I can't even get in that headspace right now of like that insecure little boy who just desperately wanted body hair. Like that thought was in my head often. It's like, oh, it'd be so oh. cool if I had some more body hair. When, God, that's such an old thought. I can't even imagine thinking that anymore. Do you think Sawyer's thinking that right now? Like, I don't know. It's my mustache. Nobody talked about it. I didn't know anybody else wanted body hair. I just knew I wanted it. Okay. It was like part of did a you symbol have of friends my who had body hair already? As soon as the first one did, that was when I wanted it. Okay. Sawyer has a friend or two with a mustache. He's aware of it. Mm. He knows who has mustaches. It's weird when they yeah. all start. Girls don't do that. But I remember being super insecure about my curves. And now that seems say, like you a funny thing. Notice when other girls got boobs? I got them first. Oh, so you didn't notice. You were probably relieved. I was just very aware of myself and yeah. my horrible posture to hide them. And I was insecure about it. Yeah. I didn't well, realize I mean, that's like what it was. It draws some attention. But. And not always wanted attention. I just didn't. Yeah. I don't know. Somebody like made a big scene just today as we're walking down the highway because you were wearing tight pants. Do you think that was for me or Elsa? Absolutely. I'm not Absolutely. sure sometimes. Oh, well, either way, I I was thinking it like two minutes before that happened. I was like, damn, you're looking good in those jeans. And um, Thank you. yeah, it was, you were like walking in a kind of a sexy way. It was, it was looking pretty hot. I find it bizarre when I get cat called now, but it, it happens. happens in Chinook. It happens like, a lot. Sawyer and I talk about it because like, sometimes it's just me and Sawyer and somebody's like, nice ass. And uh, yeah. we like chuckle. And you don't know who She's it like, is because he's got it too. Who does that? <laughs> I know. That's the <laughs> joke. Was it you or me? Ooh. Yeah. But that doesn't happen to me. He goes, oh, God. In fact, last time I was doing a podcast in here, I had I got a text from somebody who who said, hey, I just saw you running through Chinook and I'm very disappointed in you. And that was it. You don't even know who it was from. Yeah, I do. They're just disappointed in you. I do. Well, they they didn't like the way I ran. They thought I looked. They they thought I looked terrible. Did and someone I tell asked. you you looked thin? No, they thought I ran poorly. Oh, like well, I have were you an on injury. your toes too much? No, I was hurt. It was when I had that pulled muscle in my calf. Okay, and I was trying to walk a puppy who's a piece of shit. Who she did that? Stop, she won't stop biting the leash. Who sent you the mean text? PM Shank. Oh. <laughs> It wasn't mean, but it did at first. The way he wrote it actually was it was funny. Um, but I was like recording an interview with Mario. Okay. And so I was like, ah, I can't read the. So I just saw yeah. the first few words, and I was like, Hey, I saw. I was. The, he like opened it with. I think it was like. Um, I was, I'm really disappointed in you or something. I thought I I thought I had an idea of who you were, and and I realized I was wrong. And I was just like, Fuck! What did I do? What or 
honestly, my thought was like, what did he misinterpret that right. I was trying to be funny or something? And uh, you never know. And so I just put it away and forced myself. Did you stress myself. about it? No, I blocked. Okay. I just like partitioned it off. Good for you. I think men are much better at that than women. There, I would be. Data I would become that. very neurotic. Yeah. Um, compartmentalization. Yeah. And so I, I just put that off and then I forgot about it. And the whole rest of the day went by and the next morning I was reading my text and I and I saw that and I was just like, oh shit, that was a bold text. I wonder why he's disappointed in me. Yeah. And then I was like, I better follow up on that. And then I saw that it was like, oh, it was a joke. And I replied and I was like, you know, whatever. But I just left him hanging all night on, on one of those like reach out, like kind of risky jokes. Yeah. That, that was probably stressful. That would have stressed me out so fucking bad. Well, if it was a person I didn't know that's well. That's the neurotic brain, right? Yeah. Because the narcissist is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Write me back, jerk. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. But it's like, oh shit. Most of the time, it's just like, I made them, they don't know what to say. That's the thing yeah. that I get the most. And I and it does stress me out because I don't, if I, if I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. Like you just got to say something, even if it's just like, that's not cool. That's, I don't think that's funny. I texted Elsa when she was at the game last night and oh, really? um, Sawyer's like reading over my shoulder as he does. And he's like, oh, she left you on red. Like, that's a thing. That's a meme. That's a thing. <laughs> and then she wrote me back. She just like saw it and took a minute and then wrote me back. But like we are watching that in people now when we're yeah. communicating. How long is it taking you to respond? Yeah, it's something we're monitoring. Yeah. Okay, I have to use the bathroom. We just hit two hours. Oh. I think we should probably wrap it up. Okay. So we'll and and also Valentine's Day is in two weeks. Do with it what you want. We're gonna make a Valentine's Day podcast. Okay. And it comes out on Valentine's Day. How about that? Yeah, it's perfect. I love you so much. I love you. Thank too. you so much for being an amazing partner. It has made my life so much better. Seriously, thank Aww, you. Oh, same, babe. And thank you for hanging out with me here. This was fun. Yeah. Okay. Thank you everybody for listening. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Ramble by the River. If you did, it really helps us out if you leave us a rating or a review. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And if you want to get more involved and support the show, you can subscribe to our Patreon page for exclusive content, bonus episodes, and a Ramble by the River t-shirt with every Royal Rambler subscription after three months. Instructions for how to join are at ramblebytheriver.com. Click the subscribe link, and it's easy peasy lemon squeezy. Thanks again for listening. Come back next week. Bye. I'm free. Can't nobody take.